Hello, amigo. Eagle Gardens. Eagle Gardens one on Instagram, and this is episode six forty-two. We nerd world. Hopefully, you guys kicked off your weekend in the proper manner. Hopefully, it was a great day, very prosperous for you. Had a little bit of a uh, miss. Uh, well. Family first. <laughs> That's what I'll say about that. Uh, we scheduled guests tonight. Uh, What's it? Heart uh, Mountain Farms. Uh, little family issues, but we're gonna do a redo redo next week. Forward to redo with a great gentleman. Got tons of questions for that gentleman. It's like a pretty amazing journey. So who we have in chat? Get that top chat. Turn the live chat. As I am. CJFO, I seen him. Jack Green socks. Free. Let's have a ball. What are you guys smoking? What are you guys smoking? This is uh Columbia. number five. If I'm ever reading the bag correctly. Green fingers. Miss Maya. <laughs> Welcome. Nice to see you. Well, I'm glad to keep you up there. Cheers. What are you guys smoking on? Are you guys smoking yet? Now, please load up that pipe. Trade, whatever. Yeah, fully understand and no problems there with the guests tonight, man. I completely understand kids first. They're the most important thing. I want to give my daughter, uh, Miss Lexi, I, I that you see in chat occasionally wish her a happy birthday because today is her birthday. Ah, uh, can't believe it, man. The time just goes by so, so fast. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. How you doing, my friend? Let my dude go out. Hit it one time. Yep. My girl turns 23 today, if you can believe that shit. Uh, Mr. Chase had to be kept in the hospital for a couple more days. A little bit of jaundice. Heart is going out. I miss that little dude so much. My other daughter, B. Wish I could be in multiple places at once. Cheers, Red Bill. New Billy Grower. Cheers to you. How you doing this evening? This morning. Thank you. Cool little guy. Really guy. Big old. So all, all parents do, right? Figure out what I've got next coming here. So, how was you guys this Friday? <laughs> Special events, memorable stuff. 
News of me, John Cheers, Truth Serum, how you doing? See you tonight. Well, she was watching. I think she's been in bed for a while now. She changed her schedule all around. Oh, boy. Harvested a few Wilson crosses this week. Nice. I'm excited about uh, Smiley's Sky Cuddler times that go so gee. I got one that just looks incredibly greasy. Incredibly So how do you guys how do you guys define dreams on the blood structure? I was talking about that with Mr. Smiley the other day. What I uh what I thought a, a perfect greasy bug looked like. Howie Hashington. Wow, what a great name. Cheers to you, my friend. Good evening. Was breathless. How all right. How was it breathless, Jay? Man, I'd like you guys to enjoy some good blues, man. I love being a good blues concert. Sit back, man. Even more so now that cannabis is becoming more legal. I'm hoping that uh, blues and cannabis becomes a, a thing. I think that's pretty fucking badass. Mr. Nowhere Man, cheers to you. Uh, Mr. Jack. Popping in. What up, Jack? Not much. Uh, last thing I heard was he talking about a nice greasy bud, bud structure. Ah, shit. Hold on. I can't hear you. What about now? Uh, I don't know. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Mic check, mic check. Yeah. One, two. I can. Yeah. You know, All right. I was waiting for you to go. You know they make a test button for that thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> It's all good, man. Good to see you. How you doing? Sorry to hear about the guests, but like oh, you said, shit. family comes first. I think you might have turned off your camera. Yeah. Family first, of course, man. Always. And I knew that. You know, I talked to him earlier in the evening, and sometimes that uh, I forget, you know, kids or whatever but i spoke with him earlier in the evening he's like yeah man i'll be there no worries no worries i might be a few minutes late i gotta put the kids to bed that's cool no worries man i get it and then uh i get a text from him you know i sent a text after it was usually after about a half hour i write off the guest i'm like i'm done sitting here because i'm literally sitting here for that time you know what i mean just waiting to click that button and tonight i sat here till about i don't know quarter to one or so and then i sent that that hey hopefully we can reschedule and then i get one back holy shit man i'm so sorry I'm trying to get the kids to bed they wouldn't fall asleep and you know in the process i fell asleep with them that's total dad moment right there when the answer is just come on let's let's fucking lay down everybody fucking lay down you know what i mean <laughs> yep. 
So I could I I appreciate it there, man. Like, my both my brothers are first time fathers and I see it in them their exhaustion levels when they're you know not getting the same sleep and having to uh, run around chasing after the kids taking care of a lot more than they're used to. But uh cheers, Green Fingers. Good to see you. Sure. This uh, Mendo Crumble I'm smoking on is super gassy, like coats your mouth. Just it's like an OG KB crossed to uh, Mendo Montage, which is a Mendo Purple cross uh, to some other strain I'd never even heard of. But it's some good smoke. Five percent terpenes or four point eight percent. This is sun grown right here. Good old humble farms. So is it crumble flour or is it like crumble extract? That's just I'm the like, name of the strain. I'm a fan of crumble extract. I do like crumble extract as well, but I think the name of the strain is just Mendo crumble. And it's because OGKB, I think, is like a cookie fino and like crumbles like cookies, Mendo montage. I don't know. I, I don't actually know the, the name behind the strain, but this is just regular flour. We got... It's a... Uh, Came in a mile hour. We always put everything in glass jars, though. Comes in a little baggy like this. Man, I got tons of respect for you guys that can fucking remember all them crosses. <laughs> <laughs> I, if, if I were known I was going to be in this spot long ago, I guess I would have maybe left some space <laughs> for strain names and crosses and all that good shit, but I seem to have filled it up with songs and other shit throughout life. Yeah, that's what notepads are for. My, I was going to say, you've got them recorded. You've grown them. You know what they are at the end of the day. You can look it up. And you know which ones you like, most importantly. And the ones that weren't so good. I don't know. It's kind of difficult to remember which ones you really don't like. Yeah. Some, I don't know. Some, I just feel Some like rub you the wrong way. You just don't remember them at all. Like, for me, I'm like, I don't remember growing that. I look back at some of my shit and I'm like, fuck, I don't remember growing any of that. It's forgettable. Years and years of shit. Oh. I'm like, years of shit, I don't remember growing any other shit I grew. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, I nice disagree. It's, easy. it's easier for me to forget something that was decent to good versus something I didn't like because I kind of... It's taken me, I've talked about this, you know, through this journey of the show, you know, it took me a long time to, the grudge thing to, you know, figure out how to shake the grudge and shit. But that's the way I feel about the ones I don't like. I've still got a grudge against them motherfuckers, man. I wasted time with you, bitch. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> you know what I mean? I definitely remember the motherfuckers I don't like. I guess I've always enjoyed that little fuck up time, you know? I'm like, fuck, it wasn't that bad got me high i just don't remember you cheers socal any uh strains that you can think of that were so terrible that you remembered damn i'm never gonna grow that shit again yeah there's a few major would say autos um anything the major general grows don't grow it because it's usually an auto all autos (laughs) um no, there's actually been uh, there's been a quite a few cookies. I hate cookies. I don't care what anybody says. I absolutely will never grow, smoke, or look at cookies. Um, 
I had one that I sought out and searched and searched and searched for the seeds and ended up hating it. And that was, uh, that was called uh, Holland's Hope. Oh, yeah. I know that. And it's supposed to be, you know, mold resistant and a great producer. Mold resistant. Yeah, it's supposed to, you know, everything you look for in outdoor. And after growing it, I was impressed with the structure, but I was not impressed with the smoke. And it, it, that was one of those ones that uh, it took me over a year and a half to actually find the seeds. Damn, that's a hunt. And then to just to be let down, it's a bummer. That happened to me with more cowbell. It's an ADHD 13 hash plant crossed with a forum cut Girl Scout cookie. And like you said, I don't love growing cookie stuff because cookies don't tend to yield much. And I prefer my things to yield at least average to good. And still have there's some stuff that yields average to good and is amazing quality. Like I don't think that it has to be a cookie to um, be good quality smoke. Like some people think only like the sativas that yield nothing or whatever or the cookies are the good stuff. But I, I've seen some fire ash shit that yields real well. So yeah. Now I will say though, on the flip side of that, there is one that uh, we grew out that I wish I could get it back. And that was a bag seed from some Mexican brickweed. Um, grown in, you know, just like Home Depot was fucking probably miracle grow at the time in a little, you know, five gallon pot in the backyard. You know, dogs were pissing on it. We were pissing on it. You know, just treated it like shit. Didn't really know what we were doing growing. Um, didn't produce more than, I think we got a quarter out of the whole plant. But, uh, we first smoked that out in the desert. We were at Gordon's Well, which is the very south end of like the Glamis Sand Dunes. We got on our bikes, you know, we smoked right before we got on the bike, rode to Glamis, which is about 60 miles through the dunes. And when we got to Glamis, we were both, me and my buddy that were, were out there, were both too high to actually go into the store. So, you know, and usually, you know, you get on the bike after you smoke a joint and within 15, 20 minutes, the adrenaline's kicked in and the effects of that joint are gone. This thing fucking 45 minutes later, you know, ripping wide open six gear through the dunes for, you know, almost 60 miles. And I was too fucking stoned to go into the store. So that one right there, I wish I could find that again. Sounds fire. Oh, it was gross. It was the worst smoking, worst smelling. If I would have bought it at a dispensary, I probably would have punched the person in the face working at the dispensary for even trying to sell it to me. But I'll tell you what, I've never been that high off of, uh, you know, a couple of hits off a joint in my life. Good old miracle grow. Everybody started. Not everybody, but a lot of people started. I'm not 100% sure he planted it in miracle grow, but back in the day, you know, this would have, this would have been back in like 03, 04. Well, 04, because I was on my Banshee. So it was an 04 Banshee. So it would have been, you know, late 04. 
So it, it could have been like patio plus or miracle grow or, you know, any of those home Depot bag soils, basically. Mm-hmm. Mexican sativa or Mexican brick, like the seeds that came in that, if you grew them out yourself, a lot of people actually found really like chronic smoke. Or even if you just like got a good pack, I didn't smoke any brick, but like Brandon Rust says, like if you looked through the packs of uh, Mexican brick, some of them were actually fire, like comparatively to a lot of it was shit, unless it was shit, but then there would be occasional batches that were fire. And if you were near the source country and you got it before it was brick, uh, all the reports are back then it was fire and still is if you go there i'll tell you what i wish i had all the mexican brickweed seeds back that i used to have because uh i'd love to pheno hunt that shit you know there's got to be some beautiful everything kind of in there yeah you never know what you're going to get out of that because it was just you know they didn't care back in the day open pollinated males you know contaminating entire fields and they were still you know we were pissed because we were picking stems and seeds out of the bag at the time. And now if I find a seed, I'm planting that son of a bitch, you know, dude, no one, I, I know so many people who picked seeds and stems out and nobody was talking about, man, maybe we should try growing this shit. We like, didn't even think about it. Yeah. I know. It wasn't even a thought. It was like separate it and throw it away. Like everybody yeah. got fucking kind of one and, of those know, things to get tricked into doing. Back in, I always used my seeds for like a fucking emergency catcher. So basically, if you're like me, one end of your tray always had your seeds on it from the fucking, and that always had your little fucking little pieces of fucking bud in there and shit. There was always, always that emergency joint in that right. seed filter. So I always kept a little bit on the tray there just for that purpose right there, that emergency J collection. We had, uh, back in the day, my brother, um, he created the first drive through weed window. <laughs> he was selling weed out of his bedroom window back in, you know, high school. So, you know, the, the, the way the house was set up, his bedroom window faced the street. So people just come up, you know, walk across the yard and, knock on his window and you know like you're going through a drive-thru you know well instead of me buying weed from him i just told him hey i'll clean all your weed before you sell it just let me have some you know well i kept all those seeds for a long time and i had at one point like five freezer bags stuffed full of seeds if i had those nowadays man i would be throwing seeds every fucking place i went what happened to him? I don't even know. Don't even know. That sucks. I filled up one of those lint rollers, the handles, the plastic pieces, with all the seeds I ever found, and filled it up like a maraca thing. Fucking. That's what we had. Nice. And my mom threw it away one day. I was so pissed. And the point, like in the last ten years, seeded bud that I where I'm at is so rare and when I do get something with a seed I actually tend to keep it and often will label it so I've got probably like I don't know between 50 and 100 seeds from different you know accidental pollinations from who knows what Hermes or a male that didn't get called in time or pollen that was stray in the room whatever the case may be uh apom mixes potentially like I talked about the other night but I think uh Maybe someday I'll grow them out, but 
I've got a lot of other shit that's uh, before that in line. For the most part. Oh, yeah, my uh, my plans for trying to grow everything I had just went to shit thanks to Miranda Family Farms. He uh, sent me a little gift basket. And, dude, I got way too many seeds now. I'll never be able to get to everything. Just pop a bunch and fucking call fucking aggressively. Only pick the winners of the winners of the winners. Yeah, but I kind of want to flower them out before I, you know what I mean? I kind of want to see them go all the way to full term before I select. But I do have, uh, I did gain a a second outdoor space. uh, Would you keep like a fucking runt? Like if it was your one plant is this tall and the rest of them are all six, eight, ten inches tall, are you going to nurse it and baby it or are you going to call it? I've actually found that some of my runts turned out to be the keeper. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've so. noticed that as well sometimes. And then when they get the flower, they fucking take off. But. Yeah, yeah. But on the flip side of that, like my uh, my Joshua tree pheno that I kept did the exact same thing. I popped all the seeds on the same day. Everything was put, you know, I do a direct, I'll soak them overnight. And then nine out of 10 times, I'll do a direct uh, sow in straight into the soil, you know, start off in either a one gallon or lately here, I've been starting just straight into a five gallon, but I put all the seeds in at the same time, you know, sat down and put them all in together. And that Joshua tree outgrew everything around it like six to one. By the time everything else was knee high, that Joshua tree was overhead. And, uh, you know, that was indoor. So it kind of fucked me on that harvest because, you know, that plant didn't grow up into the light. It grew up past and over the top of the light. And, you know, in a tent, you can only raise the light so much, you know. Oh, trust me. I fucking know. (laughs) I'm in a very small tent. That's why I kind of tend to top aggressively won't veg super long and I'll just flip when they're maybe a foot and then they tend to get between uh, at least two feet to three or four feet and you can pull off pretty decent yields. I feel, I feel like a lot of people grow taller plants than that and then end up ripping off like three feet off the bottom of the plant and like that's a bunch of time that I think maybe it was vegged for that wasn't necessarily needed. But, See I don't um, I don't leaf strip I don't lollipop I don't do any of that shit you know, I just let them go. I'll top. Well, actually, I don't even top. I thim. So, I mean, I guess same principle, you know, but. You just rip it off? I, yeah, I just pinch like 80% of the top, leave a little bit of that little bulb growth, the new bulb growth. Are you trying to get like three or four new growths? Like the fim, I yeah. hear is like, fuck it, I missed. And instead of like two, you get like maybe three or four. Yeah, I've noticed that when I fim, I get at least a minimum of three new shoots. Whereas when you top, you get two. Yeah. So I will, um, my very first topping, I'll always, I'll top the very first, like at the third node, you know, cause I, I top very quickly into my, my veg cycle. Mm-hmm. I'll top at the third node and then that'll shoot out basically two main stocks for you. Cause they're, you know, down low into the plant and they just grow nice and thick. And then from there on, I'll just fim the living shit out of everything. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, uh, my brother told me last year when we were doing the Mendo Loco uh, outdoor, he says, you know, dude, you've been coming over every week and femming that thing or topping that thing. And I was like, well, yeah, but look at the fucking thing. It's four feet tall and seven feet wide. <laughs> so That's I'm going to keep doing that. <laughs> yeah, they can get out of hand if you don't. Yeah, you know, and, and well, with that Mendo Loco, I found that that thing loves to grow vertical. It I, loves to go all outdoors. Even in indoors, Smiley's, when I saw his garden, everything's like nice and uniform in a scrog. And then he got Mendo Loco just like a foot and a half through it, just like giant spears everywhere. It's like, yeah. that yeah. thing is a vigorous ass plant, no doubt. Yeah, she definitely likes to grow, but she's a uh, she will eat you out of house and home, man. The tall ones tend to be like that. They're hungry ladies, right? They gotta to get that big. They gotta be eating something, right? Yeah. Well, she will. Uh, she'll suck up as much nitrogen as you can throw out her in veg. And I've tried. What forms of it. nitrogen do you feed? Um, me personally, I just do worm teas and worm castings and I don't put anything out of a bottle. Um, the only actual, uh, let me take that back. The only thing I use in my garden that comes from a bottle is the Kellogg brand fish and kelp oil. And I add that to my tea. So I'll do a, um, when I make my teas, I tried to do a little video on it the other day and IG wouldn't let it post. Um, I'll take a solo cup. I use a one gallon paint strainer as a tea bag, which you can buy it anywhere that sells paint. You know, um, I use the one gallon strainer and I'll put one cup of my compost in there straight out of the compost bin bugs and all I'll put a, a cup and a half, you know, we're talking solo cups, a, a cup and a half of worm casting. And then uh, once in a while, I'll add in like some bio live or alfalfa meal or, you know, things like that from uh, down to earth. However, down to earth recommends that you don't use their products in a tea. Um, they say they're better off as a, a dry top feed or, you know, soil oh, additive. Man. Yeah. But I do use it just, you know, I don't know if it makes a difference or not. Um. But that'll just be changes my the rate of the breakdown. So like yeah. you're gonna get some of it immediately. Whatever's water soluble becomes immediately available versus like right. a slower breakdown. So and I use a um I just use a 33 gallon trash can for my tea brewer. Mm -hmm. And what I did is I took I went and bought a six inch air stone for a fish tank, and uh, I got two air pumps that power that stone, and the two air pumps are both built for a 150 gallon fish tank so they're pumping good air through there i mean that, that water's boiling but you know I'll, I'll let that boil for 24 hours and it comes out looking like uh you know i'd be pissed off if the head of my beer was that high at the bar you know so but it, they, those plants love it they absolutely love it and then uh, every Every second tea, I'll do a, a popcorn sprout with it as well. The one thing I was going to potentially recommend, and it's not a bottle, it's a powder, but it's aminos, like a amino acid, 
they can come from a bunch of different things, but um, like vegetable, like I think there's like soy and other different types of uh, amino, like pea amino and just like a immediately available nitrogen source and yeah. it's water soluble. Uh, I get mine from Brandon, Bokash Earthworks, he calls it amino N plus. Um, I think it's amino plus like a humic acid or something, <coughs> but um, it provides nitrogen to the plants basically right away. It's organic, yeah. water soluble. The only thing that I really use out of a bottle these days is some microbes. Um, but I don't necessarily really even, I think worm castings provide enough microbes if they're fresh and I don't know. Like you said, you're talking about compost. What's wrong with a bottle? Buddy kilowatts. What up, buddy kilowatts? That's all, guys. Yeah. Whenever it gets more than four people, I never see when people jump in. And I feel bad I was jibber jabbering. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to welcome them. They've no, been no, sitting there good. patiently for a few. <laughs> well, buddy said he was smoking on something that sounded awesome. Red pill. Yeah. What were you smoking right. earlier? I've harvested some of the Wilson crosses I got from Mace this week. The Banana God Wilson, the Sour Trop Wilson, Grandpa Breath Wilson. All came that was out the one. great. That was the one that you said in the chat. And I was like, I wonder how that is, the Grandpa Breath Wilson. It's bomb. Yeah, purple. Good structure. Yeah. I like the banana god out of those three. I have a couple other ones hanging that are still drying of a different kind. Uh, fuck, here's so many. Uh, I don't know. Some apricot, Wilson cross or something like that. What kind of flavors were you getting from the grandpa's breath, Wilson? Well, the Wilson kind of carries that trop flavor pretty much in everything. Grandpa breath is, I'm not the guy to come up with all these names. It was good tasting. <clears throat> Nothing like stand out. Yeah, I mean, that's what the Wilson say. brings. <clears throat> I'll be honest with the Wilson. It brings great structure. Like, like I call it like candelabra plants without any topping. It just, they just, all three of those, genetics which are pretty different the bud structure was totally different i think the wilson's uh what the wilson brought to the table is this structure that seems to be in all the plants that i've grown with from him <clears throat> which that's good <clears throat> for me that's i i'm i'm, I'm about that his whole thing is like wilson X everything or Wilson Cross to everything. Like he wants well, to... I got some things of his that aren't that, but honey bananas. There's a few, but the Wilson's a jam. Like if you create something that works, run with it. It's an interesting approach to breeding. I think that some people would take more time. I mean, it's, like it's just a descendant of Oni and Oni put out good stuff, you know, whether you like him or not. Oni was on to something. No, I agree. I honestly think Oni and then later, like, Bloom, I think, uh, or Harry Palms, whoever is responsible yeah. for the work. I think it was all really good work. I think they're great breeders, and I think that Mace picked a great 
product to work with. I mean, I'm friends with me, so I'm very biased, but like I'm a 60 year old white guy. But what I see with Mace is he's like a, uh, what do you call it? He's a meme guy. A lot of people look up to him from the Latin community that like, well, if this guy can do it, we can do it too. And, and that's like cool to see, like knowing his like inner circle and, and, and the LA, I grew up in LA, even though I don't live there now, it's good to see that inspiration he puts out there for the gigantic Latin community, which is in Southern California. And, you know, so ultimately he's cool with me. I've never Cheers, grown up. Oh, what up, Rico? Sorry, smile. No, I was just gonna say everything I've seen though that Wilson, it looks like it's fire as fuck. So I'm... well, it's gonna take me a little while, but your first wait, what was it? Google, no, goggle, hippie, hippie goggles. goggles. Okay, those are up and going, and I I like how that looked. So I went with, and I also heard you guys talking, or somebody else was growing. What is it? This guy Cuddler GG4 that you sent me. Okay. I got, those are just barely cracked the ground, but so I got two years going. <laughs> I've got the, I appreciate that. Times of ghosts. That's the one I was wrong. I pre-raised my hand before you finished your sentence there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm terrible at interrupting people or talking too much. I'll do my best here. <laughs> well, I got a question for Jack since you're, uh, you know, near to my area here. Do you do anything outdoor? No, not right now, because legally, I'm just trying to stay within my... Okay. I grow outdoor, snow cow. Oh, that's right. You're up in... Okay, yeah, that's right. Um, have you had any problems starting off seeds late? Well, if you're going to want it to, to get into a natural bed cycle, I would recommend supplemental lighting even just fooling them with a 10 water, 20 water or something. My experience, yeah, we're really close in a lot of things. It's hard to find something that's going to like fall into natural veg, especially if you went late in the yeah, year. Oh, if you wanted to get a couple feet high and flower, well, that, that'll happen around here pretty much year round. But if you yeah. want to like get it to be about six, eight, 10 feet, you got to add some supplemental lighting. I use this solar 17 watt LED thing that I got from Home Depot that has like a, uh, unlike other uh, security type lights, this one has a setting four, six, eight hours instead of motion or dust to dawn. So I have it set, I think I have it set on six hours. And yeah, I started using that. Now I could just run an extension cord, but I like the idea of the solar thing. I can just move it around and, it works because all you got to do is trick them. It, it, you're not trying to light them. I mean, I guess you could if you wanted to get that extra growth, but it doesn't take much to trick them. Well, even honestly, when I used I to put what. plants out on my patio, my patio light would literally, I'd have plants that would be budding on the dark side and still vegging on the other side. So, and that was just like a, you know, a light in the, by the front door. <laughs> So it doesn't yeah, take I'm much a, to a, trick them. I'm at a point right now Nobody. where. Um, just going to say real quick that uh, 
you're right, buddy, because I've still been running that 12 and one. And I've actually had a plan in that earth box from seed. And that little girl, that little girl from seed has taken off just fine under that 12 and one, just giving a little bit of an eruption and during that cycle. So like you're saying, I don't think it needs much either. Just a little bit well, of something. I've grown outside since I moved to San Diego, 23 years. Until COVID, basically, my plan was always just to have some big ones from indoor and move them out. Now, because of the exaggerated light cycle, if you take things from indoor, move them out, they're going to trigger the flower. Even if it's a clone, I learned over a few years of trying to take things. So over the last few years, yeah, I, I sprout things without putting them in artificial light, not inside my indoor, not in my clone area, nothing. I use the window light to, what do you call it? Harden them a little. And even when I put them in the beds, I have old domes from cloning that I'll just put on, put on top with them rock to weight it down and shush. Well, here's where I'm coming from on this whole thing is um, I started all my seeds in February. Outdoor. uh, They all germinated outdoor. They've been outdoor their entire life. Never seen any kind of man-made lighting in their lives. Uh, Pulled all my males. Two of my females all of a sudden went into flower. So I'm down to uh, four females that are going outdoor. And they're actually, um, it's on the, on the calendar now. We're going out there Sunday. Um, we're going outdoor Sunday. But I've gained access to a second outdoor location. So I want to crack some new seeds. But at the same point, I'm kind of hesitant of cracking new seeds right now. For the outdoor, just because it's so late, you know what I mean. February, oh, fuck that, crack that shit. What are you? Now it's dude. Yeah, February was too early, brother. Mother's I think Day. you're better off cracking them now. Mother's Day is the outside rule. You wait till Mother's Day. Anything after that, you can go outdoors. Anything before that, or the solstice. It it's even solstice. last year, yeah, shit on July first, you're still gonna. Get I, my lesson from my crop last year, which did really well, was I went too early, and this year I'm like backing that up to like why well, my my sprouts going and i have some things i have one bed there but no in this area you're better off a little later okay yeah i've never gone outdoors this late with seeds but that's a time well. when like if you really want to jam it out and guarantee your success i would say well try to fire even if it's just a t5 and get them going and get some height and something going before you stick yeah. them out there, dude, well, those things them. will shoot up like you wouldn't believe, especially yeah. a seed like that popping up. They're gonna rocket, rocket right out of there if you got them in a bed or something. I, you yeah, that's well, kind of what I'm fine. You'll get a great San Diego bed. is like, I guess, for, I don't know the exact hours and all that, but we're really on the cusp, so it's tricky to Pretty get much things like, to... buddy. Like you said, I have a somebody just to testify with what you said who throws clones out all year long. And some of them will be a foot, some of them will be two feet, some of them will be six feet. So depending on the time of the year, some of them will actually get a little bit of the veg time. They don't use any supplemental lighting, but it pretty much will always go into flower. You just throw it out there and there. There's a lot of reasons, I believe. I mean, I, I also have had 
mix of Fallbrook Red that's been grown here for 20, 30 years that I've been given seeds of. Oh, that that that's acclimated. It's a sativa. It's come from Mexico. It's it can handle that shorter cycle. But a lot of the, the genetics over the decades come from you know either indoor or northern cow. So right off the bat, you're fighting that that like in northern cow, they have like 15, 16 hours of full sun during this time of year. Right. We're pushing like what 13 right now? Just barely, yeah. Uh-huh. And so then, that's uh, been and 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 but, so when I added supplemental light, oh, it changed everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's where that's where touch. my problem is. Is I don't have any power at the outdoor spot. Solar lights. You're talking. He about. was saying about the solar thing. Yeah. That's what he's using. Yeah. I, I tried to go outside and show this thing to you. It's not at Home Depot, but somehow I. It's weird. I can go all the way down to my building. My Wi-Fi doesn't break up, but right out front. It seems to break up, but that's but it. A, I was gonna say for a seed, it's really still matter. on right now. Let me see if I by can. The time, by the time a seed gets up there, the daylight would be fine, it's already, right? Like it's already right now. It's more than twelve, right? Yeah. So yeah. why would that matter for popping a seed? That's what. Well, I'm just thinking. Um, Some stuff flowers at thirteen hours, man. Fourteen hours. Obvious. 12-12 is not exactly – because it's just like how uh, when they get that 7.30, that deep red and far red before – like that's why people run the reds after is so they can run 13-hour lights on and have 11-hour darkness and still flower. And Oh, yeah, the uh, – what do they call that? The Emerson effect. The Emerson effect is the benefit you get from running both reds at the same time, but running the 7.30s after the light's off puts them to sleep faster. So that they can essentially go into their dark cycle quicker, and that allows you to run more light during the day, and then they can do their same processes that they need to at night in a shorter period of time. Okay. So. Yeah. See, I was just hesitant because I always, usually my outdoor would have been you know in the ground because I don't use pots outdoor. I go straight into the into the earth. So usually that would have been out like the first first week of April. Hmm. I think April, you could get away with it. February, I think it's, and like Smiley said, starting from a seed, because seeds aren't going to go straight to flower, even if you had it like indoor, 12-12 from seed, won't go straight to flower. It'll take like five or six nodes to build itself up, and then it'll start flowering. But Right. It, uh, I'm just, it I just don't want to pop some seeds and have them be like, you know, two and a half feet tall and go into flower when I'm going for, my goal this year is a couple of trees, you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> definitely using a little a supplementation giant, like i don't think you get a giant plant like what you're planning on but you could pop the seed no problem i would think and it wouldn't you know what i mean it wouldn't be a problem for trying to keep it in in from flower and i would i would think a seed i'm not i'm not worried like, about it i'm just worried about the, the the actual time frame for it to have its you know a good veg yeah, here's my experience naturally goes oh. Last year, my plants were over 17 feet tall. I stopped. I had to get on a ladder to even get up there. I used a supplemental light too long. They got too big. Oh, it, in one way, that was good. But like this year, I'm shooting for like more like four or five foot plants that I can manage and get a better quality overall out of. When So when do, when do the plants switch to flower for you guys naturally? 
It depends on when you plan yeah. them in the season, but I would say around 13, really? 14 hours. Yeah. Like late late August, early September. My experience. Yeah. I don't start till October. So. so you'd have like three months if you started one right now. There's yeah. stuff that to be honest, in so Cal, I mean, that is strength. in the worst of the winter. winter you can almost grow weed year round, flower cycle year round in San Diego. Like I know guys that that do the indoor to outdoor, and they they just do it year round. They 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 veg in tents and get them like three feet tall, try to get them bushy and just keep putting them outside. In the winter time, they get smaller and have less less. You know, it's less. They don't get as big. But I've seen people grow year round in San Diego. It's still nice though that winter stuff. My buddy's got some tiny yeah. little winter plants and it's some sweet crops outdoor. Yeah, super sweet, purple sticky. and. So, like, are you guys, like, like in Hawaii, I remember they were saying, like, they almost have to supplement light or you can flower any time because of the light cycle. Yeah, like, so it's it's just like how the equator course. is kind of – it's a Hawaii, their longest day of the whole year, summer solstice, is 13 hours, and their shortest day is 11 hours. That's pretty direct light. And, and even a lot of other outdoor growers in SoCal are in Ventura County, and even just – that far, which you're not from California, but that's like above LA a little bit. Still Southern California. Oh, it's different up there. San Diego's like, yeah, we're really that's we're not south. central. Ventura. Uh, not, like... You wouldn't know. Well, you know, technically Fresno. Like, well, I know this because in prison you're Norteño if you're above Fresno, and you're Sereno if you're below. So that's okay. the <laughs> that's the official line as far as like. But, it makes sense. Yeah, no. Ventura, a lot of Ventura still, comes down to LA. Ventura, but, like maybe you could say San Luis Obispo would be central. I mean, you got if you really look, especially like San Francisco would be. That's northern. Yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, the difference between San Francisco and Oregon is like a huge amount of miles. The difference between yeah. LA and the border is a few hours, right? You know right. what I mean? I don't know. So you look at the mileage. Yeah, I mean. The Northern above, California is huge. huge. People underestimate huge. how big it is, and it's California is a long ass state. <laughs> I took like I've told the story before, yeah. but I took the Greyhound bus and trains. It took twenty two hours up and twenty three hours. But back. then again, the Humboldt. biggest county in the whole country is San Bernardino. So yeah. <laughs> you know, even though most of it's you know desert, unbearable, but it's giant. <laughs> well, if you think about it, California is almost the size of the entire eastern seaboard, you know, minus Florida. Right. No, I, I consider uh, Northern California anything north of the 52. But then anything south of the 94 is Mexico. So going back to the growing <laughs> That's San it, Diego the outdoors. That cuts across to Gilmore, right? No, the 52 goes from La Jolla to Santee. Oh. oh, no. Okay. No, I'm talking about the 152 or something. There's a freeway that can go from the 5 to the 101 that drops you out in Gilmore where they grow all the garlic. Oh, yeah. That's way up there, though. <laughs> well, that's probably technically about half. I, I hey, get that what you shit. I don't get how garlic growers get away with growing that shit. It stinks up the whole hey. city. But cannabis Even growers have to do regulations. Even though garlic has made this a strain fad in the last few years for like 
20 years, I grew a strain that finished fast. Like it would finish at 45 days, super crusty. A lot of people in San Diego will know it because I sold pounds of this shit for years. It was called garlic. It didn't have a garlic smell. That wasn't why we called it garlic. The guy that we got the clone from lived outside Gilroy. And when we went up there to meet him, we didn't even meet him at his house. It was like, meet us at this roads, you know, the rest stop or something. But yeah, we always called it, we called it garlic because when we got it, it was like our eyes were tearing. You go up there in the, the, what do they call it? The harvest period when the garlic is ripe in the fields, it literally brings tears to your eyes. It's so gnarly. My wife and I drove through at that exact time and it made me realize I had to look into this because cannabis farmers are currently being regulated different than any other farmers because farmers, whether they are pig farmers or garlic farmers, have the right to farm, which means they can run noisy equipment and lights during hours of the night. And on because I ran land. one for 20 years, they have a law that allows them to have be their own fruit stand, like very written law, even though it's way outdated. That was mm-hmm. the law we took advantage of to own a fruit stand on the 76. Every constitutional law is outdated, but they're still held in law <clears throat> today. So that fruit stand law should still apply to any farm. And well, I think that cannabis should be I mean, regulated I don't kind know. of more similarly to some of these other farms. Let us fucking, you know, grow and, and not have the neighbors little, bitch at the smell. A little bit about trying to get farmers market as a place that cannabis farmers can license. I mean, you and me might disagree to a point that's, I, I'd say, you fuck the whole legal framework and the only way to, 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 to keep what's gonna happen happen is to reject it. And, and that means from the littlest person buying a pre-roll to anybody, because even tonight I heard someone explain the thing in Canada and like what really took place in the last five, 10 years and how they, how, what do you call it, LP, uh, licensed producers and the quality of what's there and and the way it went. Well, if that's any any idea of what the what big business is going to do here, then that's we can't accept that at all. And and well, and, the, look, and to me, the writing's on the wall. And and I know it's we're in a tough spot. Something's better than nothing, but is it? No. Look at the difference between California when it was just medical under Prop 215 and then when it went full recreational. Even look at the cannabis scene where everybody is at odds with each other. and There's nothing but squabbles and bullshit and crap. And I could, as right. much as competition's always been in this game, well, no, there was like, I've been around a long time. Like, yeah, the, the community's never been more like, competitive or once it's business and and, and that's yeah well part of that is is you know the whole country the whole world's been you know what is the thing you know if we're divided then then we're useless and so that's the tactic i think from the governments or not even the governments it's corporate is running this world at this point governments aren't as big as corporations um yeah if we're all divided oh they can have the run of the mill because then Nothing can, yeah, it's all just talk. They can steamroll us because we're sitting here arguing over bullshit. Well, look at back with Prop 215. If you were a medical patient under 215, 
you could go into your local uh, dispensary and give them your excess yeah. medication for a day. I, I used to do work in Mira Mesa. That was where all the shops were during that time in San Diego. There was like, well, there were shops that, you know, but you could go down to Mira Mesa and there was like, oh, this one didn't like your shit. That one will, you know, right. and and yeah, I mean, that was that wasn't very much fun either, but it was better than what the fuck we got going today. I mean, to be honest, yeah, like other farming and, and if people make money, then tax us on our income. OK, like that would like if people make money then good. You pay taxes and, and that would make more money. Like you got to understand California and, and it's only been four years, 2018, 22, four years. They promised a billion dollars to tax to the taxpayers to get them to vote. And they also like made statements of where this money was going to go. They're like sinking. They're under two, like around 200 and some million a year. They're failed. They failed. Yep. Right. Not one thing has changed within the board, which is totally corrupt. Right. It's gotten and worse, it, buddy. It, there's new ways, there's new ways California. to get arrested. It's prohibition yeah. 2.0. You and, were just describing they, in Canada how it happened. You can get arrested yeah. in Canada in new ways that were never ever on the books before. Once and there's a legal. couple states yeah. like 10 years ahead of the rest of the states. But then when I hear Michigan talk about, oh, this law to take away the caregiver thing. Well, see here, we didn't even do it that way. They just stopped supporting and it just died. It's still on the books. Right. It, 215 is still on the books, but technically 64 supersedes it or whatever the fuck. They didn't right. have to do much. It just died on its own. Right. Well, like really four years, it. four years. I mean, 215, is, as much as you think, was still actually running in 2018 when 64 came in. And, right. and I got to tell you, this has been the longest four years I can ever imagine in my life between COVID and fucking everything else, Trump and fucking this. But four years of California being legal and and literally my 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 belief is it, whether it's this governor or the next governor is going to come out one day after signing a deal with whatever giant corporate interest is going to make a big play here. Right. And say, yeah. We really tried, cannabis people. We tried to work with you. We did all this. We gave you all these years, but hey, we're going in another direction. And welcome to RJR, or welcome to Anheuser Busch, or welcome to whoever they're going to do it. And 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 if Maybe. and we'll that's see. the thing about California is like, don't forget how California goes goes a lot of how <laughs> other things go. And and when the federal law ever gets changed, that's when all these plays. <laughs> are going to happen. There are all these companies and their billions of dollars are waiting in the wings, losing millions a year from their, from their nest egg, waiting for this. They, they describe it in their own stock meetings, the conglomeration, they're going to buy up the brands. They're, you know, it's, it's already happened. Simple. Philip Morris yeah. is Altria. They own like, uh, well, one of the, okay. So here's a bunch brands. of Canada's people. We all know this is happening. This is happening. It's I just want to like, say this. Oh no, you think this is happening? No, this is. That's all. At least, be good, at least, and they're not. Everyone can grow up. their own six, right? We can all legally grow their our own six. And if you have a medical purpose, a medical need, like I do, I could go to my doctor and say, "Hey, I have medical needs. 
and I need to and grow here's more than something else. And they could say, here's a limits yeah. exemption, and you can grow as many as you want. It's not 99. It's in, unlimited. Unless you lived through what I did the last three years. But because of a, my wife's murder case, I became my pretty good friends with the second most powerful DA in San Diego and these three detectives that had been 30-year guys. We used to sit around and talk in between court. All They knew exactly who I was. I, I had to be straight. Like, there was no bullshitting them. They didn't care about that. But my overall thing that I'm going to say is, these were the law. These, these were the law. These people fucking were the law. As far as they're concerned, cannabis, voters voted and cannabis is legal. They don't know anything about all this other bullshit about plant counts, licenses, nothing. Like I could tell, like I dealt with them. They, that's not part of what they, you know why, mind, buddy? They have a 90, legal, okay? Whether they, they have a 96% prosecution rate. They don't want to lower that rate by trying to prosecute cannabis people because they know on the books they're not going to win. So they don't even try it here. Right. And they don't, and get people like, for they don't want to know. They don't care. Like, like I had to testify that my whole life. No one ever asked me. Even in cross-examination, the most they asked me is if I made my soul living off of cannabis, which was a tricky question, but that was just, they didn't ever, no one had said, are you licensed? Are you this? Are you that? No, that wasn't part of it. And even if it was, mm, the, the gray areas are so much. I was ready for that. I was ready for that. But I'm they're, just, they're the more worried about thing guns. I'm trying to say is, now, hey, may, maybe another county has a different fucking vibe That's and all true. that. That's that could be true. But in this county, the the head of the the the, the DA's office, especially of North County, they as far as they're concerned, weeds legal. They don't they don't have time to fuck with anything less than that. See, here's the fucked up part about the uh, legalization in California, though. Certain people within the state, depending on their employer, if they're a federal employee, are banned from that California law because uh, they go by federal. Oh, yeah, I mean, hey, I heard a guy that was on one of these shows that was one of these guys that made billions off of Bitcoin. And, and he was talking about all this stuff. But he said, because he's a cannabis advocate. He invested in some cannabis thing really small was one of his friends so many years ago. Didn't really even amount to anything. But when he's in Dubai doing like real business, they pull that up and like, yo, no, he's not going to get loans from these banks and all this stuff. Like he explained that like now he's a big player in the real business world because of all this money made Bitcoin. But because of a cannabis investment he made years ago, it comes back and like he's not part of the international banking, whatever. They use that shit against you. Like, it's, it's, you know, so. 100%. Which they'll always do that. Like even when the law, yeah, I mean, you know. Like the thing I see with the, you know, what Jack brings up, like any other farmer or any other business, what it is with cannabis is there's no trust at all, right? Jack, with tobacco, they trust that they're going to get their 3,000% tax off of a stamp on a piece of cellophane, okay? Alcohol, yeah, there's an excise tax per gallon of proof, right? They get that money. Cannabis, even this year with the supply and demand thing, the law never encountered that 
people with licenses might need to grow less weed because there's supply and demand. So like, even if you have an outdoor license, you can't go at the state and say, yeah, we just want to exercise a third of our license this year. We, we, we don't need to grow this much. No. And why that there's nothing like that. Cause they don't trust. They don't have a way to make sure you're not just saying that they, the reason that every crumb has to be weighed, they don't trust anybody. They're never going to trust anybody. Well, how could it be a real business? Like even with Jungle Boys, like paying 18 million in taxes and over a $60,000 thing when the government was closed, they raided his ass and took all this shit, right? Uh, if you paid 18 million in taxes, 64,000 might just be considered a rounding error. My mom was an accountant for, for entertainers. Yeah, they... Especially yeah, when their fucking offices and, were closed when they were trying to be paying. Yeah, yeah, but that was like, you know, that, that sent a signal, right? You know what I mean? It's a crooked... Dude, and, we live in California. If you didn't know, this is a crooked-ass state. <laughs> it's uh, I, heard, is, unfortunately. I heard somebody the other day talking about, well, yeah, you like in, in the East Coast, there's more mob. Well, the, there's all that out here, but it's never been publicized the same way. Right, it's just like, people greasing each other's palms behind closed doors. It's like the same fifteen yeah, people on the same boards that own everything. It, you know, it's and and even I have a lot of friends in Mendo and Ukiah, and some of them work selling wine. Because if you need a job and you live in Northern California, most likely there's jobs where you get on the phone and you cold call selling wine. That's a way to make money. And they have all these little wineries along the road. Half of them are decrepit and seen better days, but even small ones where they have their little thing where people stop in, taste wine and, and sign up for the annual, you know, uh, harvest. You get a few bottles a couple times a year that, you know, that's the, that's, that's the business. Why wouldn't cannabis farmers be able to just do the same thing? And just like the wine farmers, they have a few grapes growing there, you know, to show, hey, look at we're we're actually farming. I mean, the thing with a lot of those small, because you know, in Temecula, there's a burgeoning wine thing, and so around my area, a lot of people putting in grapes. But if you know what's really going on, it's called fortifying. Like you don't have to like actually make real wine to sell wine, right? And so all these little plots of land, I know because I've been up north. You know how much grapes it takes to make wine, right? So a little plot of 20 acres doesn't make any enough wine to have a vintage that you're going to sell for more than a week. You know what I'm saying? So just props, right? Even how I learned about this was back in the shatter days, I used to order this grapeseed ethanol. And if you read everything before we came along, that product and all the other ethanols that this company was selling was for wine fortifying, right? So like if you make wine and only comes out 5%, I'm not a drinker, I don't know all these percents, but whatever the percentage, a little low, oh, you just add a little ethanol and bring it up to 7.8 or whatever the thing is. And, you know, most cheap wine, that's how it's basically Welch's with ethanol. You know what I'm saying? They do the same thing with beer. There's like make your own beer kits where you don't even have to brew it. Well, in reality, and like 
what's happening in Canada, the LPs and all that, and that their product is really pretty crappy. But guess what? Even in our country, Budweiser still probably sells more beer. It's just its brand and all the microbrews together. I don't know all this. Maybe it does. And but, they buy up the microbrews. Right. That's the thing. And, like, and that's because people, Americans people like probably cheap. more than any other society are value-based people. Two buck chuck. And whoever controls two buck chuck, that's where the billions of dollars are going to be made. And whatever's happening today they don't give a fuck because they're here for a hundred years. They're here for Eagle's grandkids. And like, if he does, if that's all that there is and tobacco, just like any other product. And, and that's, that's where they're going to take it. Whether we can fight them. I don't know. You know I learned funny about this Chuck is that it's, they claim it's a, 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 I believe it's a Napa Valley wine is what they call it, but it's central Valley grapes that are bottled in Napa. So they can call it a Napa Valley wine and they sell it way cheaper. It's Charles Schwab or Schaub or something like that. It's sold at Trader well, Joe's. E even what I figured out when I was buying that ethanol, five gallon jugs of it, the excise tax. And then it made me realize that the cheapest bottle of booze is just a few, maybe a dollar priced over the excise tax. It will never be cheaper than the excise tax. Right, it can't be right, and it doesn't seem like a lot. Like it's reasonable. It isn't like cannabis, is, which is out of control. And like cannabis is on on par with tobacco right now, like in California. Well, tobacco's at three thousand percent. We're not near there, and and a lot of that didn't happen overnight. And it happens from the city council all the way to the county, all the way to the state, all the way to the fed. For the last so many years, they passed like little 0.025 taxes percent to raise well, money for some school right products. Right. But I mean, the RJR is a 5% city tax. There's a 8.25% yeah. California well, RJR tax. states, they sell a pack of cigarettes for 37 cents and average is 10 bucks. So that's 3,000%, give or take, right? But that's their that didn't happen overnight. Profit. That's not the tax. The tax is much less than that. No, no, I'm telling you, Art, you can pull it up. I, I I've RJR for that, years have, have claimed they get from like even in the old days, they were only getting like 20 some cents or even less. But they 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 only get like 30 some cents a pack. That's what they sell the pack for. They collect ten dollars. The rest is taxes and, and tariffs. And so when people think 25, 40% cannabis tax, oh my God, that's high. There are, that's not the only product that's taxed over 100% in our, in our world, right? Like oil's sort of the same way when you really start looking at it, you know, the percentages. But so like, I don't think it will ever stop at 20 or 40% because they're not passing it because of the right reasons. They're passing it because there's a money there. And just like cigarettes, because, oh, it's a bad health thing. And, we, and, it, and they're paying for the lies they told to Congress in that hearing where they said they didn't know cigarettes killed people, whatever. Since then, they've been like a punching bag, right? Every, they just keep raising the tax. Like, yeah, I'm a stupid ass smoker. They're $10 a pack. I remember at $5 going, oh, I'll never pay five. Seven, oh, I'm quitting. Ten, and I'm still smoking. 
Part of that's inflation in time. I mean, the dollar is worth less gas, everything, bread, well, milk, yeah, everything has gone up. That's not tax. There's something else I believe. I believe the best botanist in the, in the, in, in, out of our education system has been hired by RJR for years. And not just to get a better yield off of the one variety of tobacco that is 99% of the cigarette market, at least in the United States. And it's not chemicals they lace it with. They've like, they tweaked the botany of, of it to be a more addictive product. Like, like it's, it's not like cigarettes taste any better or anything, but they hire, it's like, if you get a degree in botany, you want a good solid job that pays a lot. Yeah, go work in tobacco. What do you think those people are tasked with doing? Making people engineering food. food. And that's so just, my fear. Like cannabis, I know I've been addicted to almost everything. Cannabis isn't addictive. Oh, I might miss it, but no, I ain't going to be rolling in sweat and all this other crazy shit other drugs do, right? But they would like it to be. Big business are asking themselves, well, can we make this addictive? Just like Doritos and Sugar Smacks and Coca-Cola and coffee and alcohol and cigarettes and every other product they invest in. They have a problem with cannabis being non-addictive. Big business. Because if it's addictive, well, now we're talking from their perspective. You know what I mean? It's a medicine, though. So people buy it habitually anyway. So it's not like they have a hard time selling cannabis. And to not to be a dick, but just Google and you can find and, California's and percentage of tax. Of Buddy, just let me say, say one sentence. 65% is the actual tax for tobacco in California. You were saying 3,000%. That's a little bit of an overestimate. Well, wait, wait. You said California's tax. Right. California's tax. That's California's tax. That's where we live. Federal. Okay, there's, it got taxed before it ever got here. I understand that. But even if we add all of it, it's... I promise well, if you. RJR says that they sell a pack for 37 cents and they're it's lying. $10. Like, whatever they're saying, yeah, that California. You're trusting 65- big tobacco. That's your first problem. Don't trust well, them. I don't trust any money. Of them, but- if they say they're selling it for 37 cents, they're lying to you. Maybe they did that in 1990 or 1980 or 1970, whenever. I don't know. Oh, but- here, I'll, I'll pull it up right now. You can't but, produce the packaging for 37 cents a pack. To say anything is tax 3,000%. I mean, if you, if that's calling everything that's a tax. Like to say that the input costs of their materials, we're, we're taxing them for that. Like that's input costs. Like everything goes, the actual tax that goes to the governments, there's state and there's federal. So go, we could Google what is federal tax on tobacco and if figure what out whatever that, that number is. It'll take, 20 seconds. I don't know, red pill or somebody else who has a keyboard chat. Somebody in chat might have already said it, but federal tobacco tax. All right. So back to the whole winery and, you know, cannabis thing, right? So California, you have Temecula, which is up and coming as a wine producing area and Napa Valley, which is known worldwide, right? You get off the freeway in either one of those places and you drive a mile off of the freeway towards, you know, the, the wine country part of that area, every other driveway you see is going to be 
a little winery, whether it's, you know, Bob and Sally's fucking winery in their backyard, every single one of those places <clears throat> wine tasting, right? Why can't we do that with cannabis? Well, here's one reason. One of the studies that was funded by our government in the 60s with cannabis showed that if you take like a typical binge drinker, like a person that's buying like four, five, six, seven, eight beers or, you know, drinking, which is their real money at a bar, and they smoke some weed, guess what happens? It slows that down. Like, like the two don't really go together. That's why you never see anybody with the brilliant idea. Let's have a bar and have weed. It's coffee and weed, right? Okay. And that's what I think. Is. The alcohol industry is afraid of cannabis. It takes their edge away. Oh, and their edge 100%. is when people start drinking fast. However, when you're, you say you're driving down the freeway, right? You look over to the guy in the car to your left, and he's swigging on a fucking bottle of Jose Cuervo. Are you going to want to drive next to that guy or the guy on your right that's smoking a fucking joint? Exactly. Well, then they've done studies, too, where they took chronic smokers and did some crazy driving test, and, and they slowed down a little, but they had, like, more perfect, like, cognitive skills than now people that had, had just smoked marijuana for the first time or in the that was a different story and, and yeah like when you were a kid and first got high well that you might not have been a better driver but they showed that that chronic smokers it was it was a real study it was a few years ago and something else when you mentioned jack about medicine what i think is going to be a, a hang-up is the ama which that's the doctors that's a huge association that controls what medicine is and what they think and doctors They've never believed and have, have done everything in their power for 100 years to, to, to not believe in what they call aromatherapy, right? They, they find no value in it. It's been something that they don't teach. They, they're, it's not in their beliefs. Even though in other medicine, Chinese medicine, and it, it is accepted. And when you really get into the entourage effect of cannabis, that's what it boils down to. It boils down to an aroma, terpenes, and the effects they have. And that's going to be a big thing for the real medicine of, this, of, the, of our AMA because they've been against aromatherapy for a long time. Like, well, it's it, funny because like Eli Lilly, one of the big pharmaceuticals, was, they had cannabis tinctures back in the day. And one of the companies that Pfizer acquired uh, was a big cannabis producer back in the day. Like you said, it's been about 100 years since the 30s since they uh, started taxing it and then in the 70s eventually banned it. But, but when it comes to them and medically accepting and, and accepting the entourage effect, it would go against like a stance they've taken for a long time on aromatherapy, which I agree is wrong. Like it's like whether it's from cannabis or other things, it's obvious. Like I remember nature in Japan, they call like, it Shinrin Yoku, the Japanese forest bathing. If, if you, you ask most forest. people if they had to like, you know, rate their senses or would they give up one of your senses? Most people think their eyes and their ears are like the most important, except and even myself would think that like I couldn't imagine not hearing or seeing. 
but they say what really is important is like taste and smell. It, it, it has a lot. It's, in, it's super important. So for all that's worth. There's a, a lot of, sorry, go ahead, Eagle. There we go. Fucking butt's a little sticky on that plane. I did a little forest bathing the other day last week. Took a couple of wild walk through the woods and shit. It was fucking invigorating. I highly suggest it. Super relaxing, reinvigorating. I honestly thought, man, I wish I could fucking start every fucking day like this. To be honest, was it was the thought going through my head? Why don't you, Eagle? Fuck it. Take the 30 minutes or 20 minutes. Go walk around. Start your day off with that and a cup of coffee and a joint. Fucking get your heart racing, get your uh, pining in. I That's like my job. I'm outside every day, so I'm hiking. I'm smelling rosemary and jasmine and getting the California sunshine and looking out at the ocean and getting the beautiful vibes of Mother Nature. You know, it's like San Diego is a beautiful place if you get outside and aren't stuck under artificial lighting. Uh, but, the entire state is beautiful if you get outside. Yeah, yeah oh, 100%. From the very tippy top of the north to all the way down to the border, it's uh, there's beautiful things to be seen all across. And the border gets even better. This whole country, yeah. and uh, North America, Mexico, Canada, we're very fortunate to live on such a Have beautiful you, land. You guys, Jack or Buddy, have you guys ever like actually gone down and spent time in Baja? Yeah. Only a little bit. My surfer buddy, two of them rent some trailer house at this place down there, like between above Rosarita. And we go down there and hang out when the waves are big. In the last so many years, other than doing that trip, yeah, no, I, I Mexico's a little crazy for me to go down there. I always get in trouble or shit happens. Dude, I highly recommend taking a drive down uh Go down to Ensenada and then uh, come back through to Cotty. Go up through wine country and all that in Baja. And it's absolutely beautiful. It, it It's an extension of California that just gets better. Yeah, just get the fuck through Tijuana and don't look back until you're coming home. Because, yeah, that ain't Mexico. <laughs> yeah, that's tourist trap party time and prescription pills. Yep. And dentists. There's a fucking dentist on every corner. I thought you said Texans. Yeah, there is a lot of Texans there, funny enough. Partying. Well, I mean, even how it looks like so third world and just like the worst of worst. Like, I've always thought, yeah, I mean, you're bordered to the richest country in the world, all this commerce. How can, because you go to other places in Mexico and it's not like that. It's not like right. Mexico's slums. beautiful. You know, but Tijuana, even whatever, through all the years, even when I was a kid, used to go out with my dad to go fishing. Yeah, I've, I've, I, I, I've done a lot in Mexico, but in the last so many years, yeah, I don't, I don't. Border towns aren't necessarily. I guess I'm like afraid to go down there because I'm like, yeah, I'm the kind of guy that finds trouble too. So what's what's the lot. city just on the other side of in, in the U.S.? Like that's not the most popular town. Like you're right Mexico. on the border. There was Tijuana in, in the U.S. side, Calexico. Well, then yeah. there's in Texas, there's the real badass town next to the border. That one's called. Uh, that's where the 
well, the border runs right through that town. Uh, uh, I forget. It's in Texas, though. That's, oh, that's yeah. the one. It's, um, that's where most of the smuggling really happens, is through that border point, less over here. They just busted another tunnel here, though. Yeah. So it's still happening all over the place. Well, yeah, it will continue to happen as long as there's unlimited demand. So, South of me. I'll say Cozumel, Mexico, if anybody ever has a chance to go there. That's where they shot the Corona commercials. It is fucking beautiful there. And there's a whole bunch of other places. But uh, like how he said, Baja is beautiful. Uh, But, yeah, they grow a lot of great food there, too. I mean, a lot of our produce comes from there. And a lot of the fruit and veg. From Mexico. Figs. Indeed. Yeah, no, it just goes to show that, like, geographically, you know, California, which Baja, California, you know, southern edge of California, it's a beautiful state tip to tip. You know, if you ever had a chance to go explore it. Well, yeah, Baja, California isn't really, I mean, it is Mexico, but even Mexico, it's like its own little thing. It's like its own. Yeah. Isn't it like a peninsula off of California, essentially? Yeah. 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 So you go down, right? You take the five south, Jack, all the way that you basically stay on the five south, even though it turns into, you know, Mexican roads, you know, the one and all that in Mexico. You can take that all the way to uh, Cabo along the coast. And at Cabo, you come up the east coast of Baja, which is the Sea of Cortez. And then when you get up to the end of that, it, I mean, the, the, the width where it's actually connected to mainland Mexico is fucking tiny. Like the little arm of the peninsula that connects is fucking tiny. So Baja is pretty much its own place, you know? Mm. As a kid, when I first went down there, our family would go down there, my grandparents, aunts, uncles, everything, and stay at the Rosarita Hotel that had the best Eggs Benedict holiday sauce. And that was all there was. And then like now they have like whatever you call it, hard rock. They have so many of these hotels. It's like a it's like a mini tourist trap thing, that that whole area. But way back. And when we first went there, you couldn't go out in the water because it was still years after this massive oil spill. And even in the sand, if you walked on there, you'd get little pieces of oil stuck on your feet, which that was in the 70s where there was a. Yeah, there's a fucking oil on the beach here and and, and the Moonlight Beach. There's these logs behind the volleyball courts. I sat down and ruined a pair of board shorts because there's fucking tar on there and shit from oil. But it's Our uh, beaches here stink. Also, you guys notice they're that they're pretty bad. They're bad. Our water's bad. Like, well, fishermen tell you they wouldn't eat anything unless they go whatever miles out. That's bad. <laughs> and even yeah, that's like, would, I you know, fishing. a lot of people won't eat anything. So, yeah, I don't know what to think about that. And then whatever I, I have the northern beaches here but i always see on the news about the the tijuana river where they just put raw sewage right into their thing and then that gets washed out on the pb beach and then they tell surfers not to surf because there's shit in the water Fuck, that's what <laughs> socal was saying it's true unfortunate but true yeah. no every year when the rain floods that river and then it 
fucks up. They pollute. We're trying to find them, but they don't give a fuck, and they're not going to do anything about it. It's funny you said that the place was a tourist trap because I actually live in a tourist trap. Like the spot where I'm at is kind of like beach adjacent. Well, I, I, and there's a bunch I, of tourist well, trap shops like California. It says like California with a California flag on it. You go and it's just a bunch of like shit that says California on it. Like yeah. You mentioned Moonlight. Mm-hmm. When, when I first moved from the San Fernando Valley here for my wife, she grew up on D Street, Encinitas. And we lived in Lucadia for about a year and a half before we moved out here to Rainbow and then different places out here. But I was I lived that little beach life down there for a while. <laughs> you know what I'm all about. D Street is where I would go body surf. I used to go to San Marcos, yeah. Cal State. Well, and I'd come and, down here to body surf at Moon, uh, Moonlight and, or D Street. So and wait, Jack, even, Jack, without giving away your location, are you like you're right by like Mike McGill's skate shop then, huh? Within that I would vicinity? say I'm in the vicinity that he was just describing more so. Okay, okay, okay. Which is is still one of the greatest places. I mean, you know, even for what when you go to exports, whether you're a motorcycle guy, a skateboarder, a surfer, a skier, once those people make money, I don't care what country they came from or where. They all live there, here in North County, right in Encinitas, Del Mar, Carlsbad, all that area. It's, it's, it's so beautiful here, man. There's I a reason. All those cities that you're just describing. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. When I was there, yeah, well, was I, I, three, I've lived everywhere weather. up and down California, you know, off and on. Or yeah, and most of my life is Bay Area, and I love up north. But I chose to be. Yeah, I I would never give up San Diego life. It's 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 a good you know we got everywhere has its problems I know but shit San Diego's a good spot. You know it's funny because where Buddy's at is completely different of an environment than where Jack's at, both like uh, geographically and people, and then where I'm at is completely different from both of them. And we could all drive 45 minutes and meet up with each other in the middle. Well, I'll just tell you this. I came down here knowing nothing. Grew up in San Fernando Valley, Spring County. And my first impression, and I have only gone out there once or twice for whatever reasons or through there. But East County, that's where we're talking about. Was, and it maybe isn't as bad now. But I, I remember they used to have nicknames for all these little cities that had to do with tweaking. And it was like all the tweakers were in East County. Stay the fuck away from East County. And I've always have. <laughs> like, I, like I've been North County and the coastal area. And, and yeah, even though the well, place the- I live now was known as this tweaker valley. It, it isn't anymore, but some people still think it is. Yeah. East County was um, the methamphetamine capital of the world for like 10 years in a row. And it still is. And I always thought it was weird when we legalized our county or whatever. They put all the shops in Chula Vista. And I was like, what the fuck? Who goes out there to get weed? Like or now Vista. Fucking everybody. Vista, Vista. Vista, which I'm familiar Vista. with. Yeah, it's taken them like five or six years 
from the time the voters said we want it for them to finally implement it and whatever. They started raking it in though. And guess what? Oceanside is like, hey, we want a piece of that. I think San Marcos might even be jumping in. Well, I, there's a lot of money between the Oceanside Farmers Association, which basically is these very, very wealthy Japanese families that own all that tomato fields and the strawberry fields and all that. And they they want in on on, on cannabis when it's when yeah, they well, they, guess who's already got their hands on all of the farms in Oceanside, the uh, Milano or Murano monopoly. They had four out of five of the Oceanside permits for the people that do all the roses for the Rose Bowl. I think it's Milano. And there was an article in the Oceanside newspaper that was like the Milano mon uh, monopoly, four out of five permits in Oceanside are awarded to the same family. But like they were using like the daughter's husband to put the farm under his name, even though it was like on their family property. And uh, since that happened, Oceanside was afraid to get sued by like they, 12 people applied. They take all this non-refundable uh, applications and say, hey, only these five are going to get it. So the seven people were like, hey, fuck you. You took all this money. We're going to sue your ass. You gave four to the same fucking person. I don't know. They're like, hey, friend. all of you can do it. All of you can do it as long as you follow the guidelines and get your applications through. So that's where Oceanside is at now. Two of my friends, I, I don't keep track of every deal, but I know that they put in money hoping to get permits in Vista and all these different places up here. And then, yeah, they don't get chosen and they, that, that amount of money is gone. It's yep, just it's part a, of the deal. It's yeah, non-refundable permit yeah. fees. And not only that, you have to own the property that you're going to do said operation on the entire time while you're waiting for this red tape and operation and should be happening. So it is a money burning machine before you can even- Well, don't money. forget what is really slows down this in San Diego, not just Camp Pendleton, but the Navy, and we're, we're a military place. And the, the, the base, they, they don't want to have to deal with cannabis. <laughs> I, I will yeah. say, buddy, it's changing because Oceanside, one of their councilmen, I was at the meetings, my wife was speaking, I was speaking on behalf of cannabis, and it was a initially 3-3 uh, three, three with one person who abstained. And then it became 4-2 pro-cannabis. And it, I believe personally was because one of the councilmen is a veteran who has seven children. And he said, I don't want, he said, do you think I want drugs out of there on the streets to be in my kid's hands? He's like, no, the legal system, if you go to these shops, there's a security guard. They take your ID when you come in. It's not just like kids can walk up and get cannabis when it's legalized. At the legal shops, it's way harder than the black or gray market shops. So he's like, I'm pro legalizing it so that way we can get funding to try and shut down and do sting operations on the. But here's what I say about the, the base. And that's, have, that's not my thought, but that's his thought. And he they, supports they, it from that perspective. They invest a lot in the boot camp people. And there is a percentage of people that test dirty for cannabis and other drugs, but cannabis and, and that, yeah, I know they have influence in some of why our politics are so behind here because. I believe yeah. that 100%. Like I'm just saying, I think it's changing slowly. Something is, like most people think, well, well, yeah, California's legal cannabis, but San Diego, for the most part, we haven't had any of that. There's it's a city couple. To city. Yeah, it's starting to change finally, but. I was happy to but, see that, though. 
he was like, I'm a veteran. From my too, perspective, like, that's great because like two of my people have run very successful delivery services for decades, right? And that that's because there's no other, no one else to serve all those people <laughs> in the in the area. So, and I know, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I think yeah, that's the best look model. At it, delivery look service. at it, if you go on weed maps and look at weed maps for San Diego County, there's fucking 700 delivery services out there now, you know? Well, there's a lot, but it's whoa, like whoa, anything. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. We got to find out. We got to find out. Who is oh, selling Who has the autos, though? Who has the autos, man? That's we got to find that out. We need to find the autos. That's all major wants. I am, got I am sure that there's plenty. It's not of what I want. It's what the people want. It's what the people inside want. Inside mylar bags, because no one has to say it's an auto. They just have to call it its name to sell it. No one sells it. It's an auto. True. No one grows looks, an auto to sell it, though. They do. It's I, biomass. They do. A lot of people do actually. No, yeah. I don't know. I have like five or six of these little things, and they look pretty fucking tasty. I know from last year, yeah, they won't have the, the legs or they won't be that stony, but they, they look and smell pretty fucking good. And I yeah. haven't done anything but give them water for two months. Yeah, buddy. Nice tray, Eagle. Hey, guys, I got to jump out yeah. tonight, too, so I, I appreciate the conversation, hanging out and all that. Yo, Smiley. Team Blue Lime Pie, buddy. Team Blue Lime Pie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. Have a great night, brother. Have a good one, dude. All right, Major. It's time for you to take over the show because us California guys have talked way fucking too much. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's talk about um, lunar light levels. Oh, how the moon. How the moon affects the plants, huh? How about well, that? Well, this week, this week has been gnarly, man. That was some crazy moon action. What was it a week ago when it got fucking eclipsed and purple with red and all that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a red it was like a a fire, pink a red blood moon or something weird. No, it was a blood flower blood moon's lips. What do you think, Major, about the light Didn't levels? Didn't see shit of it. Well, of course well, they, it hasn't. No the actual history right? of that, when I Googled it, it had to do with farmers planting crops around it. I mean, that's basically most moons have some correlation to agriculture. It's like a timeline thing. Like I planted my strawberry daiquiri, coincidentally, at the strawberry moon in the Native American time. And I got 100% germination on that particular one. And I started mm-hmm. popping all my seeds at full moons because of that, just in well, case. To verify that. Juju. To verify that, you have to pick, you know, three weeks from now and try it and see if you get 100%. If not, well, then you can give Moon a little credit that it, it influenced a little. And every month you do that, maybe three weeks after the Moon, maybe 10 days, and then figure the influence and, you know, see if it increases closer to the full Moon or decreases away from it. And if it does, the Moon probably has a little influence. And, and of course, the, the gravity... It probably has more influence. Than Here's we play. my experience. And we give it credit to an indoor thing for a long time in the last decade under complete controlled temperature, humidity. It never changes no matter what happens outside. Mm-hmm. Outside still has a factor. 
I've, I'm not smart enough to correlate. I never keep notes, but like, yeah, I always like the winner, the winner in dot side outperforms yeah. other times of the year. True Even enough, though true it's enough. the same, same. Like just because think, it's cold outside, it doesn't mean my rooms are cold. You, you think the AC unit somehow is running more efficient that even though the that, gauge says 25, it might be only 24 or 100%, you know, that. You might think well, that the room is one temperature, but in the wintertime, it's just going to be colder than in the summertime. I don't but, care how but good But back to what is. we're talking about, I still think that's like the moon in these cycles, which they don't care about walls. Like that kind of energy doesn't care about walls, like magnetic forces mm -hmm. and that. Like, I don't right. know. There's, there's pro probably if you got into science, you could prove that there is some... one. One thing that's interesting is the moon mm. cycle isn't affecting the tide. The distance of the moon to the earth is really what affects its tide pool. The moon phases aren't directly allocated with tides. Tides. And then how have we? How's that folklore been passed on forever? Because I've always thought that the tides were somehow connected to the moon. I thought that for a long time too, but I have a tide calendar right over here. And well, I've heard what day. you're saying is actually true. But like I say, like not only in cannabis, but like in life, like we pass on things that aren't true. <laughs> like the Mandela effect. People think that Nelson Mandela died, right? And he didn't die. He went to prison for a little while. Please. Well, talk about the guy now. in Africa. He didn't go he for a little while. They had him in there for like 20 well. fucking years. <laughs> Either way, back to the light levels from the moon. Um, um, it would I believe seem that, like, though, you, you, hold on, Major. It would seem like, though, you say that it wouldn't affect tides. And I know I've seen some of the studies as well. But think about this as well, though. You have a spinning object and you pull on something that's stationary closer to it. You know what I mean? Momentum says that's going to fucking slow down. You know what I mean? The spinning object is once pulled near... You know what I mean? There's going to be a drag on that spin. So why wouldn't it have some type there's, of... There's, it's in space. There's no drag in space. There's no drag in space. It doesn't change no gravity. Spin speed. Bullshit. Spin speed Bullshit. Then how do, how do things get sucked into orbit? You know what I mean? Gravitational pull. How do you know a passing uh, you know object in space get sucked into our, our gravitational Gravity. Speed? Gravity. Things, yeah, actually. right. So as the as the moon come, as the moon comes towards us, you don't think there's no gravitational interaction? There is. Between the that's two? what I'm saying. That's exactly right. what I'm saying. Right, and you don't think as it got closer, you know what I mean? That pull. You don't. Think I 100 agree be with no that. Effect on no, it. I think yeah, everyone agrees with you. No. I'm I'm saying that the moon cycle, the cycle of the moon, that whether it's a, a waning crescent or a full moon or a new moon, doesn't matter. It's how close or far it is, which changes every single day a little bit. So you have high okay. tide and low tide in the well, morning. You have a high a tide and a low ball. tide in the afternoon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Here, here. You hey, got hey, a fucking hey, ocean hey. right here. You know what I mean? I'm spilling this shit all morning. <laughs> you got an ocean right here. You know what and I mean? I if I stop this, it, what oh. happens? That shit's going to keep going with a wave. Some type because of there's friction. Right there. There's friction. A high tide. From the cup itself with Eagle. But in space, but there is no Earth friction. Is flat, so that doesn't matter because Earth is flat. Unless particles are touching right. each other, right? Either way, fuck space. 
There's no smoking out of Fuck space, smoking the moon. The Earth and the Moon spin at the same speed. That's how we always see the same face. We always see the same star. Same side. That's why there's like the dark side of the moon that we don't see. I guess we're spinning at the exact same speed. Yeah. We're We're really close enough to it. Well, we're not spinning and they're just lying to us and telling We're all stationary. Flat. Yeah. Yeah, We're just flat Earth. Fuck, dude. Flat Earth. It's fucking proven. You just proved it, Jack. (laughs) I think you could disprove it. I could fly to China, east or west. How can I fly to China, east or west? If you just keep fucking flying, you will get to China from California. If you go east or west, there's this multiple uh, Chinas, yeah, man. There's, there's multiple, multiple Chinas. There's more than one China. There's multiple Chinas. There's multiple Chinas, bro. Oh, yeah, okay. for sure. I think it's the Truman Show. You don't even fly. You get into a plane, and then they move some shit around you and make a bunch of noise, and you think you're flying. Secretly, you're in the same location, and then they just change the set outside. And now we gotta come up with the reason why. Why would they do all that? Can't fly on the southern part of the fucking. It's the Truman Show, man. We're all just messing with you, uh, Major. Yeah. Life's not real. We're all <laughs> oh, man. I knew it. I knew it. It's like that TV show Joe Schmo. They tricked some guy I, into thinking he was on a game. I show. saw an Instagram <laughs> clip last week where it was like this guy looked like he was like in a helicopter, and then they panned out and he was like holding a patio table in this behind him and it made it look like that. they show like three or four things that could make it look like you were either on a helicopter or somewhere else and it was just like tricks with the mm-hmm. social media filters are crazy so right no, not even what? filters just holding a fucking weird just table behind you that, yeah. that looked like the fucking struts of a helicopter Optical. or something they have private jet like like front halves that you can rent out to go in there and take pictures yeah. for your Instagram selfies. Models. All models that's the trick models do when they go get their pictures. They would take them in five different places. One's an airplane all the time, and it's fucking like yeah, it's all one room. It's all the last one's an airplane. Hey, Red Pill, I want to say hi. I don't see it. What's ever. up? How are How's you, bud? Not too bad. Were you smoking on red distillate? No, isolate this time. Isolate. Ooh. Oh, wait. What did, you, what, what did you isolate? What did you isolate? Uh, 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 not a joke. None time. What? <laughs> and what temperature range is that? What, 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 uh, in Fahrenheit or Celsius, preferably? Are you isolating that at? That's why apparently it's 25 Celsius. 69. But wait, distillate and isolate, what's the technical difference? I don't know. One's distilled. Yeah, but one is THCA, and that's in a crystalline form, and THC decarboxylated that's an oil form well wait so distillate would be everything and then the isolate just be thca well no distillate is thc and then isolate is just thca or cbd but but the the technical form of doing it is the same it's just what you're no 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 no. One, one is like a crystallization and one is a distillation so 
but they both use steam or no? I don't no. know. Okay. No. One uses a solvent? Yeah. Both of them. Okay. I mean, you can start with well, a solvent to do both of them. And technically, you could say CO2 is a solvent, but that's not the way I would describe it. But, right. Uh, yeah. It's more like a pressure thing. Yeah, can't you make like solventless THCA diamonds just by pressing rosin at low temperatures to get all the terpenes out? And what you're left with is just THC, uh, essentially solventless THCA. Mm, I, I mean, I'm sure you can. I mean, that's so the people do it. Well, yeah, you got to crash. It has to be able to crash out or whatever, right? It has to have... No, you don't have to crash it out. You just press it at like 100 degrees, then 120, then 130, 140, 150, until you get up to like 200. You just increase by 10 degrees each time, and you get a little bit of terps out, a little bit of terps out, a little bit of terps out. And at the very end, what you're left with is literally like a white chalky powder, and you can just bust it up, and it's, yeah. you can test it. It's like 99%. Uh, and if you're, if you're not hung up about it being solventless, you can do it much faster and easier with the solvent. I agree with that. Yeah. Well, it seems that sauce and diamonds, that bad faded. Like people, I mean, it was hot there for a little while, but now it's more just rosin. And well, it was like smoking rocks or something weird, man. It was definitely a... Some weird shit there. And the diamonds were getting bigger, and it's like the biggest diamond was the you were the better <laughs> producer. I like the mini ones; they're easier to dab. The big ones exactly. you have to crush them up. You want that jam, oh. right? Well, actually, the, the bigger ones are easier for me to dab. Buddy, fuck in the market dictates trendy bullshit. You know what I mean? At one point, yeah, the fucking uh, the shatter and shit was big because that's what was big. It faded fast because tech kind of went a little bit forward and everybody wants on that next big train. Ooh, rosin? Fucking they forgot all about shatter. You know, diamonds? Ooh, what's the, you know what I mean? It's it's the way the world works, unfortunately. Sadly. Like, yeah, I jumped off at the <laughs> level like 10 years ago. Like I was a yeah, when that all happened, I was in that game for a little while, but that was back then. We didn't know shit. And I agree with Joe Petty. With every one of those jumps, I think we get further and further from the medicine. I think with each one of those jumps in any one of those directions, you get further from the medicine. You get closer to recreational cannabis, in my opinion. Or pharmaceutical. They're, I mean, they're extracting it for a specific purpose. You know, it becomes mm -hmm. like a pill or like something like that where you're isolating or, and not say that there's anything wrong with it. It helps some people. But I personally like the full spectrum. And like you were saying uh, with the hash, it's just like um, why one of the things that you agree with me and Eagle on, if you have beautiful hash, why squish it into rosin? It's already so good. You can dab it or smoke it. So. The auto hash. <laughs> just I'll just don't make resin. So <laughs> Nothing beats auto hash, baby. I'm just playing. I don't hate on autos. I just I like to bust their chops when the majors around because I know that's his favorite topic. I don't hate autos well, that much either, dude. I just think they're uh, inferior product. I and I tend to agree. 
I mean, it's, I would never say it's the best shit that I've ever had. It's almost like the, the commercial industry convinced everyone autos was good. Now you can get a bonus yeah, crop. Oh, how many bonus people crop are really days, growing autos? How many autos are really being grown? A lot. Oh, you, you think? As biomass. <laughs> I've smoked some right? of my buddies who grew them, and I would say that they're legitimate. And nine out of ten people you'd pass them to wouldn't even know yeah, the difference but, between an auto bud and a photo period bud. They would have no fucking right? Yeah, eat. they definitely locked down the looks. The looks are definitely locked down. But as we all know, looks ain't shit. Right. I'm talking about the high major. I'm talking about the high too on some of them, like the newer, Ooh. like the forgotten cookies. The I'll give you that. Kushado, the, 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 there's the definitely Kushado. some freaks out there. There's some freaks out there for sure. And I know it's not but all the, about to find that a consistent freak. <laughs> they're getting well, the one, there. I've seen like ten people that grow the forgotten cookies from Mephisto's and test twenty five percent to thirty percent and above THC, and then have like at least three. We'll, or five we'll see. We, we we're giving the industry. We're giving those commercial guys justification by saying oh it's 25 percent thc well that's not the medicine if it's thc it's part of it would be good thc kills cancer well THC whatever it is it's missing prevents- the good stuff autos have everything but the good stuff <laughs> mm, no, no it might not be the terpene profile for you or whatever <laughs> i mean <laughs> i think it gets down to like what did they breed yeah. it out so it's like 75 25 so it does have 75 good stuff but they always have to have some of this ditch weed in there to make it auto so mm-hmm. whatever percent that is well that shit's no good but it does de- <laughs> exactly That's great. but it's not half and half because they like from the way i understand it they they make it half and half and then they breed it out over a couple generations well, artificial selection, man. We can fine-tune everything, right? Of course, it's starting to fine-tune autos, right? They're getting there. I agree, though. I yeah. think that the most amazing stuff that I've ever had, and the best thing about a photo period, the reason I grow photo periods is, and regular specifically, one, I think that's the way most of nature has always done it, but two, you can keep a clone if you wanted to. If you find something that's really special that works as great medicine for you, you can grow it again and again. It might not be the exact same, but it's going to be closer than uh, necessarily maybe phenol hunting through those seeds, but you can even do that. That's you know, what I was thinking with well, the autos is that I try, you know how we have a natural cycle of like 24 hours on, 24 hours off. I wonder how the cannabis plant and all these other plants would evolve to that. If you get 24 hours light, 24 hours off, if that's a, a thing. Like a full day of light and then a full day of darkness. Mm-hmm. Huh. Has anyone done that? Experiment, Jack. Have you heard of that? I have not because mm. I think that the full day of darkness With can be maybe a little flower. stressful. Well, I mean, it'll definitely be flowering, but I think that you might just. Uh... Well, up here, I ran out of power for like, you know, um, a couple of years ago. It was um, seven days. I no, no, I didn't have actually generated power of the rooms, nothing. Just the house, barely made the house, right? Warm enough. And nothing went into flower, um, which is funny enough. I fed it 24 hours light for like two weeks because of that. And people say that you put um, a plant in 12 hours for two days. It'll show little pistols, but I, I'm, I'm on the fence about that. Like maybe you're, if you kept you're on that the cycle. Fence with a lot of things, aren't you there? It can depend. It can depend. I'm, I'm not 
how mature is the plant? I'll switch up any moment with evidence for sure. I'm not setting stone, Red. It's an interesting conversation, no doubt. I think that it depends on how mature the plant is before the dark cycle. If it's a clone, yeah, yeah. Usually seeds, right? Seeds can handle that variation a little better for some reason. That fluctuation time, the temperatures doesn't seem to hit that. The hardiness of the seed definitely can take that abuse versus a clone. What do you got, buddy? What are you looking at? I, I was showing these autos that I've been growing from uh, <laughs> that James Loud gave me a couple <laughs> years ago. The, oh. What are they called? Dancing Bear, Bear's Choice, and Watermelon autos, along with a bunch of these were all the gelato crosses from, I guess, two years, three years ago. You got to run that? Uh, I've run most of those. Yeah, nice. so you got these... that like loud lemon. You got that loud lemon from him by any chance? Well, the the one that he, I have is called a uh, super lemon haze amnesia. But no, these are like sour apple gelato, runch gelato, star dog gelato. Uh, I do like GMO the gelato, <laughs> sunset sherbet gelato. Which some of these. When I got them, they weren't actual. Sun- Wait, this one is actually called Dark Sunset. Like uh, Sunset Sherbet Gelato, that one became his Dark Sunset. And oh, I, f- I forget the name. So a couple of these made it further than just that name. They got marketed under a different name. But that was a couple of years ago. But I still have seeds in here. If, if you want some uh, green fingers. Oh, shit. They're all bombs. <laughs> Auto's I mean, green. Green finger I mean, auto. I'll run anything. Shit, I got so many seeds. It's, it'll take two lifetimes. Keep forgetting every time. Well, were those seeds you were showing earlier, green fingers? You showed a couple of fucking nice vials. Look like good a couple. Look like a hundred pack in each. That's what it looks like. Something like that. This pack. I got this. Yeah, there were two in the box. Then I got the box. What's in the box? What's in the box? Yeah, there you go. That's what you were showing. I still gotta fill the middle one up. Let's see. I'm gonna steal their packaging idea. Fucking. Still in everybody else's packaging ideas. The best ones. Combining them all. Well, just remember, they're going to say, what's the <clears throat> cheapest one? I'm going to say all of them. <laughs> so the one I don't know nothing about. The autos. Well, well Green Fingers, the last you DM'd me, I've been waiting for you to send me an address. That You're was about fucking... the grape ape, but I'd gladly send you a whole array of seeds. I have lots of them, hundreds of packs from all these different people that are reputable. And I'm glad to share them with you. Thank you. I'll hit you up with that address. I got packaging finally. So even all these seeds Smiley sent me like five, six varieties. The containers, not the little plastic, it's the 
bigger size and they're full. I didn't count them, but I think he sent like 30 or more in each one. So, and that's how a lot of these aren't the 10 packs. They, they're the like full, fill the thing up. So that's why there's extras. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what you got going on, Eagle? Seeds, right? <laughs> seeds, yeah. I'm sifting oh. seeds again tonight. I'm sifting through some chalumbiums tonight, man. I fucking spilled my coffee on the fucking tray when I was fucking swirling that bitch. I had to fucking hurry up and sop my tray up and put them in the fucking paper towel to fucking dry them bitches off right quick. I keep coffee tossing them in a little toss. Shut up, Joel. Coffee from Northside? Not yet. I got to though, because this is just one, you know. I mean, and I'm halfway through this sift, and there's got to be you know, a couple thousand beans there, right there, easy. And then some went under the fucking paper towel when I threw them in there, and I got a tray full here, and I got another. I think there's two more of these fuckers that have to be sifted through that are all chalumbium. What if hypothetically you hit him up and he's like, hey, uh, I'm not cool with those being let out. Uh, you gonna wash the rest of the bud or something, or are you just gonna keep sifting it? No, I'm gonna still sift them all. Fuck, I mean, worst comes to worst, I'll throw fucking a field down. You know, someday, no fucking else. Oklahoma, <laughs> here we go. Yeah, there you go, my, right there. My question is. How are you able to just make those seeds and not have seeds get everywhere else? Oh, they oh, did. They, <laughs> they did, buddy. They did. There's no, I'm not going to lie to you. That fucking Columbia mail. I got Columbia six shooter. I got Columbia, Columbia. Okay. Columbia Jack Skellington. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's why, yeah, he's that fucking dude. I've only grown a male until I can identify it. And my whole <laughs> life, as soon as I can tell, cut that fucker and burn it or throw it away. And now oh, I, still had, a keeper, I still man. had a couple weird accidental he was... hermy things over my life, but I can, like, I'm a, definitely afraid of males and I would never attempt even... If it was like, oh, just this room or just this tent, because like I know that shit spreads easy, fast everywhere. Oh yeah, it did too. And the initial one there, I had one there that uh, I had two Columbia males, and this round of seeds isn't from that male, but I had one or two that I was keeping under twenty-four hour light. And then I had a power outage and they never dipped under, you know, the 18.6 there, you know what I mean? But there was a hiccup in the light schedule, just enough to set one of those males off. And I didn't notice it. He threw some pollen early on in the room and that shit fucking blew all around. But then again, then when I threw the, the skeleton, the Jack Skellington uh, DOA cross there, Columbia Mail. Uh, that dude just fucking threw pollen. I mean, literally threw pollen everywhere. I mean, just regurgitated 
<laughs> I mean, that shit, I, I had no idea. One single male. I kicked that fucker the one time. I kind of like walked it over to the, the to the, uh, the Jack Skellington. I just gave it that. And that was just, that was like weak. I mean, first real good sign of, you know, male fucking pollen sacks. And that was like, you know, I would say what, three, three and a half weeks in when I gave him a good shake. And then fucking he, I left him in there and he just kept throwing balls and fucking just every time that I fucking like bumped him, I got scared to even get near him or cut the fucker down. I should just let him die out in there. I'm like, man, I ain't even touching that bitch. Just leave him there because <laughs> the slightest motion would fucking just you have to hurry up and close the tent real quick. Yeah. It, it, it sounds like okay. he got you psyched out. He psyched you out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck he that. said, Fuck he that. said, I got to see. I'm, I'm ready to take a break from the seas. That's for sure. I do well, still somewhere have in there, that it can happen but. anywhere between any two plants. You fuck, probably got some fire shit somewhere in there. Sure. Well, that it's got that. Well, the Chilomium's got that UK cheese times uh, the Santa Marta gold there. So I'm hoping, you know, some F2s, there might just be some really fucking good shit come out of that. I'd like to see some cheese leaning stuff myself, mm-hmm. you know. So wait, so now you have how many varieties did you say? 10 of them or? I wouldn't say close like, to. So now yeah. you got these seeds. You got to grow those out, like each I've different one. Here to grow all of them out. I volunteer to grow every single one of those out if he needs. So. <laughs> well, that's yeah. a hell of a volunteer yeah. there. Yeah, indoors, outdoors, right. every day, side doors, under doors. Greenfingers, I don't think you had an address, man. I'll send you some fucking seeds. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll, I just got an address for sure for a while, so. Yeah, where is it? You guys uh, do the app. Wait, it's you mumble. This, this, this is the six-shooter times. Columbia. You have right an here. address. Good, nice yeah, yeah, I'll hit you with it, bud. I was going to tell you that after. All right. I don't have one, but my mom has one. She said I could use it. Well, so one package. And I'll send it very and discreet and... I'll do it in the next day or two once I have an address. Just respond to Eagle. She said, Dick pipes on it. Smoking the fucking dick pipe guy. Oh my God. Not a penis pipe. Right on the question. Either way, back to that moon, boys. No, I mean, okay. (laughs) Either way, the moon is only, the moon needs to be twice as bright to affect your cannabis plants. So there you go. You can consider that. Anything brighter, bright as the moon. No, twice as bright as the moon. 13% of sunlight enough for you, Major? Isn't that enough? Not for an auto. No, we need moon power. Apparently the moon has like a, a output of two nanomoles or something fucked up like that. And your plants are sensitive to six or eight. It's one of those. It was ten, I you're, thought. You're from sure the it's ten? Right? It's ten, yeah. It's yeah, five times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Five times as much. Two to two to ten. Yeah. Is the ratio? Yep. Very cool. Very cool, man. But that just shows so, you. I mean, five times as much is a lot. There'd have to be five mm. moons for your plants to have an issue. Now you're talking on the brightest moon because that's the brightest bright, full moon. The brightest one, dude. That's thirteen percent of sunlight, supposedly. Mm. That's what they say. I didn't say it. Who so don't worry that? about your all your dehu little lights. You see all those growers put black tape on everything. I was never one of those dudes, but uh, now you can calm down. <laughs> don't worry about those little lights. If it's close enough, I, I think I've I've heard people claim that they'd had Hermes because like they had a red light that wasn't covered, and then they covered it up the next grow, and they didn't have issues. Yeah, but. The, some of those LEDs are bright as shit on those things that say like 74 or like 82 or whatever, like your DHU or your whatever. Some of them are super. Pin animals? Bright. Maybe. Maybe more. <laughs> They're LEDs, man. It's a it's LED. insane diode. <clears throat> this light here, I put It'd my meter underneath this and it starts hot. showing par and PPFD. Is it hot, Jack, when you outside. touch it too? No, it's not. This is very cool. But the... Um, amount of light that it puts off is enough to be detectable where if I, I've walked out under the supermoon with my light meter and it never showed a single thing it was zero every single time I've checked it multiple moons but that thing says something on it that this, light this light right here some it's like a few watts it's a little plug-in desk lamp that I can like increase the wattage or decrease the wattage and it's got different uh, colors you can see I'm changing the spectrums should grow an auto on her. <laughs> I would test it, Jack. Come on. Dude, the only way yeah, I'd see. ever grow an auto, I think for now, because my grow space is so small, honestly, would be if with sunlight and maybe something like this. Well, I'm not going to use when, my natural. Really? When I first anyway. got the autos, I really had no idea how they were to be applied. But I would say this it makes no sense at all to in an indoor gardening setup. To run auto, and even the autos I put outside, they just get the twelve hours of sunlight. They what seem about to do fine? What about this, buddy? Life. If you have a veg space, somebody does like four plants on one side of their veg plants, and then the other four plants are autos, and then they nice. take those four veg plants and then throw them into their flower space, and then those autos finish up in their veg space, so they get two harvests. Out well, of the same, like, I two, four guess you could in some weird thing but if you think of the energy like oh i'm just gonna grow them 18 hours or more then that makes no sense right like to so have a 60 day cycle of longer light cycle to grow a plant compared to a photo you know what i'm saying like like oh outdoor in some huge field i guess maybe something like that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but like to use energy to grow it doesn't to me, just straight off didn't make sense. I grew a couple, just what you're saying. I have a veg. I had a couple in there. They did get a little bigger than the other ones. But like, wait, that space is valuable in, in, in the photo period thing, which is like bing, bam. And, uh, and then when you consider that, oh, some part of that is a genetic that is just not up to par. I agree. As a, as a smoke. We're never going to get around that. Well, and you can't I think keep it's it. just usually That's extra veg part. space. So people you justify with it. extra veg space and they put the auto in there. Now, little, somebody you know. that is completely new, naive, has a job, wants like, yeah, I could see where, Simple you know, and, 
don't have to change the light cycle. Who wants disappointment? And they, they, um, Major is probably less disappointing years, than some of the dispensary shit. Uh, I last can think year's autos were basically shaded by the photos for half the cycle of them, and they still finished and were fine. <clears throat> so, like, they don't really need that much light. Like, it's, I don't even know how much light. Who knows? Maybe those things could flower at four hours light. Who knows? Well, with the uh, light thing there that we're talking about, going back to the first thing we're talking about with the San Diego and veg time and all that, starting seeds. Well, the cool thing is, like, say you got a 90-day from seed auto, we got unlimited space because you got some license and it's just a square footage thing. Uh, what you could do, say you have uh, 90 rows at least, just 90, because it's a 90-day crop. Mm. You could start each row one day after another. And obviously after 90 days, harvest them every day of the, every day of the year, 365. Yeah, or you could put them a week apart and then make it a little simpler. The cartels do it in, in rows that are like two weeks apart. So they have like yeah. 100 yard rows. This one finishes this week. Then the next one finishes two weeks from then. The next one finishes four weeks from then. And they find them in our national parks and forests throughout California because no, the laws here are so they're a mile, A few miles from my house. And over the years, I only never seen where they really are except on TV when they catch them. But I can't imagine, like, on, on the news, they'll say 50,000 plants. They'll show the helicopter hauling them out. Just right around here, the cartel guys. And then, yeah, they, they nothing stops those. It, what, it, like, even when they get caught, it's usually because they were stealing neighbors' water and power. Even with the cases, it, it is true. They, they kidnap the workers and, like, ha like they... Like they tell the police, yeah, they have my family down in Mexico and I come forth, you know. They're, yeah. They're I'm up here in Canada. But, but the they, workers they that they couple, catch uh, there have no them. involvement. They're they're just stiffs. So like, yeah, a lot of them don't even get charges because that that's all they are, are like immigrant workers. Um, up here in Canada, of course, there's legal operations. You can get a license and People have been faking these licenses and hiring migrant workers. So these migrant workers come up here thinking it's a legitimate grow and they work for years till the farm got busted. So they actually get the labor to, all the way from Jamaica to come up here and grow. Well, because it's cheaper, of course. You know, a lot of trimmers in Northern California it, it was like a thing in Europe. They're called like Euro trimmers. And there was a lot of people that came, worked in the season. They're like Euro travelers. This went on for years. But COVID completely like stopped that. And who filled the void, who they were already filling the void is, yeah, undocumented workers up, up in, you know, I mean, ultimately. Well, legitimate workers is what I'm saying. And they're using a legitimate program in a legal situation oh right yeah. legitimate workers people refer to that that thing as trimmigrants people literally would come in to like humble mendocino whatever trimmigrant like they come in to trim they're immigrants. still happens right it definitely still i mean depending on where you're at but the cost of the pound is dropping so rapidly that most people are going to go yeah. to machine trimmed 
unfortunately. Sure, you have to when you have so so much quantity. Or or cheap labor, like all fiber farming. Nah, machines even faster, though. Or they'll just blast it all. (laughs) Fuck it. They'll just process it. Instead of even having flour. Mm -hmm. Then I got a vape pen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's all what, that's going to matter to auto is the numbers. If there's X of percent, then there's an it's worth growing to extract from a anything uh, above ten percent THC. I found out people keep sugar leaf above ten percent THC for extraction, so wow. autos can definitely produce more than that. Yeah. Well, that's just the two buck chuck market. pre-rolls but but i think today. they're taking that two buck product and mixing it with primo expand their wow. product right that's yeah. what they're wait, doing wait. i'm telling you that's what they're doing well, wait are you, is someone gonna better yeah. fool you with that somebody like us i mean that's what i mean like we're all kind of sewers so like yeah if the shit ain't right we fucking know it before we even light it I don't know. See, that's I used to be like that. Like, oh, I could judge it based on looks. But I got burned so many times where it's like, oh, I wish I kept that old scraggly looking shitty one in the corner. I didn't, but it was bomb. We like rip your tits right <laughs> off, dude. Like just, oh man, I wish I kept it. Ripped it had nothing to do with the yield, yeah. but the smoke quality was superior. So well, now I do on, notice I just, that, that most people don't judge like how stony weed is as part of the the thing that it's more about how it looks how it smells that that's the two things where myself yeah i'd rather have something that's really stony along with if, even if the looks are off a little if it's really stony then i'll pick that i kind of like the you know the mix of like i have to have like a, something that gets you going you know morning weed and then you have to have something you know maybe a little heavier for the mid-afternoon at night you want to go to bed you hit up that you know i guess they call indica as we know that's not really a if it, category. If that's like connoisseur weed use you know one thing i say to people <laughs> is connoisseurs think everybody's a connoisseur but the truth no, is we know that connoisseurs is a very very one percenters small, we're one percenters man even Niche less market. than that even Con- less than that and but when you are a connoisseur you and you mainly associate with other people of sort, then you you lose track that like the average person is not a connoisseur, whether it's wine, whether it's food, whether it's weed, only small per, per people are true connoisseurs of anything. A lot of people don't even know what a trichome is. They call them crystals. They might know what THC is. They definitely don't know what terpenes are. The trikes. <laughs> my favorite trichromes maybe. trichromes yeah <laughs> but you're right buddy it's so easy for us to get in these kind of circles and i'll never forget when i was in prison for two years and we'd get a cap of weed me and my celly which was literally nothing we'd roll like a, a pinner with like flakes in it where it'd be one hit and he'd get the second part of it it would barely be one hit of like mexican weed or whatever didn't matter I couldn't believe how fucking high I would get for smoking this teeniest nothing weed. Hold it in like crazy and get totally stoned. I remember when I first got out, this was like fucking 25, 30 years ago. I was like, yeah, you, you don't need to smoke so much weed. <laughs> you can just smoke these little pitters and get totally fucking stoned. 
but of course, over time, yeah, like my roaches would be like a hundred dollars worth in there, but whatever. But I experienced it like just one little flake in a paper would get you high, <laughs> really high. That's why I, I romanticize the old weed being so strong. It's like if it was your first time ever smoking, or if you hadn't smoked that much, and you're thinking, oh, well, the weed in the whatever era was so strong but i think some in some cases it was for sure like thai or whatever but i think some people were maybe inexperienced when they try a certain thing and then they think it was maybe yeah that's totally true jack totally true man a lot of people you talk to a lot of different generations all the weed was you know all all that that made me you know tell you the fantastic story of how you know they've seen the the light of the cannabis and then they ate and went to bed Right. Yep. It's, it was fantastic. And of course, <laughs> our tolerance is so weak that remember the cigarette. A cigarette used to give us buzzes, right? That first time you smoked a cigarette, you got buzz, a little head buzz. So hey, personally, I, I, think- I don't mind having a higher tolerance because it's such a beautiful medicine that if you just use a ton of it and you start to not feel as stoned, you have a good indication that your body has been saturated, your endocannabinoid mm-hmm. system. Well, we can overcome this feeling of, oh, I got to lay down. I got to slow it down you know we can work through that you know just change your atmosphere and you know go build a house go well i do and you know i have my one best friend he does tolerance breaks like some of it's because he's into doing other things surfing and traveling and shit but then yeah i've never it's been so long i like and i i know myself i couldn't say yeah i'm gonna take like a week or two off but yeah, that that would be the way. Because for me, yeah, buddy, should... it's like insulin. Like I could not survive without it. That's how well, I feel personally. Yeah. Like I, it's I'm in so much pain when I'm not. I'm just such a shitty attitude. I feel like terrible. I sleep terribly. I don't. Yeah, uh, that's. Much. It affects true. every aspect of my life in a negative way when I'm not using cannabis. And I know that might sound like addicted or whatever, but personally, it, it benefits me so much. I have arthritis okay. in my hands and my feet. Like be addicted to love and cannabis, Jackie. Yeah, if I'm gonna use one medicine for the rest of my life, it'd be the one that has zero overdose deaths and has tons and tons of medical benefits that we all know and love, you know. So I I have no shame in my daily use. I do understand tolerance. I'm talking about just getting that high, like you you smoke every day. Yeah, it's a different type of thing. And if you you know do take a break, there's there's uh like like effects that people say are so common like munchies i i don't know we doesn't give me that i mean maybe oh, when i was come a kid on. a couple times buddy buddy then, you just said you opened up your cultivar selection right before that you're only running four four strains right i think you need you, well, you gotta do what, a, what i'm doing you gotta find those strains on. that give you the munchies that make you sleepy that make you horny that make you whatever you got to find those cultivars and well that's those more in special your head well, yeah is it I, is I it think. that makes you hungry well, oh this one made me hungry well i i i'm hungry when i'm hungry mm-hmm. and also i'm 60 years old so like <laughs> things change a little you know i'll give you that buddy but i I'll stay stoned like i get up in the morning and and have coffee usually about half a cup in and then i roll a joint and have a second cup of coffee and oh, i'm sure we're, we all smoke oh, hey, weed well. in the morning i'm sure all of us do right well then, 
I'll say this, buddy. We all have a different reason for using it. And I couldn't take tolerance breaks because my mental health on top of all the other physical things I described would decline. I can relate to that. I can relate to that. I get really moody if I don't smoke. I can tell you that. I, I come, like you said, Jack. Like I smoked on well, auto. <laughs> even the couple times I seriously tried to quit cigarettes, that was the thing. I got so fucking irritable. Like it, it wasn't necessarily like jonesing for a cigarette. It was like that I was like super snappy, fucking right? really snappy. Yeah. One thing that's tough about cigarettes is that when you quit, people like can't even back out of their driveway because it, the way that nicotine, there's things in our brain called nicotinic receptors, just like we have endocannabinoid system. There's nicotinic receptors in our brain. And as, as soon as you take one or two puffs, your brain, the activity changes so drastically and it actually helps a lot of people focus. So most of the creative people and artistic people actually use like coffee, cigarettes, and tobacco actually, as much as I personally dislike it because I do think that there's cancer associations and other problems. But that aside, I do think it creates a situation in your brain where you're more creative or, or just even able to like function. Like I know people when they do quit, they run over their mailbox. They've been driving for 40 years. They hit their fucking mailbox backing out. It's because they're that's the thing, Jack. Really You're right, dude. I, I focus way better on cannabis where if I don't smoke, I get jittery and I start thinking what other people are thinking. Like I, I consider what their point of so view is. Social or, anxiety. That's an easier way of well, saying no, it. Even so. if I'm just working, like I'm framing a wall. I, I, I want to do 24 inch centers or 19 and a quarter or whatever that little triangle is. It's like, oh, what am I going to do? Oh, what, what would Sam do? No, I, but if I smoke, it's like I don't even. I'm just building the fucking wall, so I just build it. It's not like I even think about it. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it, it gets in a flow state where you yeah, just, it's just be in the present. I like the weed that does the opposite when you're straight and level headed, <laughs> and you smoke. And you're like, dude, what the fuck is Sam thinking, man? Like disassociated, dude. What the hell? Man? I like I like both ends, both ends of it. There's a special thing about both, like and, and even like Buddy was saying, like if you could take a tolerance break and get that super high, I did enjoy that when I first started smoking. Um, that's what attracted me to the plant. Right. There's a strain called uh, Delhi Lama from uh, Rebel Seeds. If you want something like that red, you gotta find those seeds, buddy. Find those holy, seeds. Is holiness. Delhi uh, Lama. Lama. <laughs> yeah, from uh, Rebel Seeds, man. Go get that. And, um, what what kind of gene is genealogy? Is it more of a sativa soaring high type thing? Oh, it, it's uh, it, it's max. Would you say sativa to a lot of people? Like, is it's, it like it, it, a lot of people are notorious? Yeah, yeah. It, it's almost too strong for ninety percent of people. See, well, we're talking about like I thought of that. Like, I've never no, I nor I wouldn't want to if I had the chance, but I've never abused like my favorite weed which is vortex it was more, more like a thing that only lasted a month or two and then it was gone and i had to grow it in order to have it again you know spartan has a uh, pack of those seeds yeah right? i know i know i want to i want to go into a little room and crawl up in a ball and cry <laughs> well i'm sure you'll pass it yeah but he wants to the do seeds or open pollination and ruin it <gasps> oops i said it damn it i should what, what? okay let's go down this road you let's just need one clone from the one plant when he when he cracks them that's all you need one that's what always ask for the cut who wants that one though i don't want no booty ass f2s sorry <laughs> jesus Greg. come on now what's wrong with f2s 
You get to yeah, see the whole the, gene pool a little bit. Not even the whole gene, the just a little, little bit more of the yeah, gene Yeah, but pool. if they're open pollinated, that means they're half made with uh, shitty males and half made with one good male. But you're yeah, but then, but good. then, but then it restores. Like obviously, sub's gone, that's gone. But that to me seems like well. And then it starts the selection process over the next years. Because like some, Eagle said, no one, no one knows what sub pool would select, right? So like Spartan growing selections aren't going to be the same as sub. He didn't know the plants. Sub pool wouldn't be doing no open damn pollinations. Yeah. That's well, somewhere along the line he did. Somewhere down the line he did to create what he created, right? I don't think no, so. No, Brad. Let's go. He was about why, selective breeding with yeah. cuts. That he why be satisfied country. with that version of Vortex, right? Wait, the original version or what? whatever version? That that version, and you get the seeds original, in it. Why would why not open it up and see what's there? Because just what I said, whenever those seeds, you're thinking of those seeds and they got the influence from every male you use, but they don't. It's a crapshoot. It's a lottery of which male pollinated that one. And you don't know. So you're, you're playing a lottery of, is this seed pollinated with the best male? Is it pollinated with the worst yes, male? That's, that's growing who cannabis even right knows? there. Who even that's knows males, cannabis. Red? That's the thing. Sometimes a male that looks amazing well, because like I would rather sometimes back to the looks, Jack is on right there, man. Man. I would rather take the time and label it and put little bags on it and pollinate one little branch and then grow five seeds from five different males. There you go. What's happening? Start, fast forward your selection process. Yeah. And yeah. that way you have more information. I mean, I, I'm okay with that process as well, but I hate it. like when you I had whatever amount of males, how would you even know? Male A, male B, male C, keep that pollen. Male A, B, and C, Mark. Well, because the females, they're made for apple uh, growers and you put pollen in the bag and you tie it on one branch and you can control the amount of seeds that you make and label it. You don't get it confused with 16 males gang banging one bitch. He only has like five. I think it's a five pack. So however many sprout. He's going to have a selection of probably like, let's say, optimistically. Well, all I'm hoping sprout. it's four females and one male. How about that? How about that? <laughs> That'd be perfect. And, and most likely it'd be three, two, two, three females, two males. That's and what I'd hope for. And, and that, that, I mean, I'm pretty sure he <laughs> wouldn't, it wouldn't make any sense if it was that low of numbers not to isolate the project. I'm, this is, I'm so, uh, I feel so passionate about it. I was laying down on pacing. I can hear the difference in your voice. <laughs> oh, yes. Let's get it on. Okay, F2s, man. You want F2s so you can see that more of that gene pool, right? Here's the thing. Uh, well, let's go with Primal Punch, right? Primal Punch. Beautiful F1s or the first generation. And then S1s are pretty good, too. But F2s is where you find that killer banana. And if you didn't do the F2s, it's a real F2. It's a V2. Oh, whatever. Who cares? I don't, I, he he used two different parents. Up on that. We should I'm care. cool with that. I'm yeah. cool with that. So whatever. it's not an F2. So I'm it's always okay saying it's an F2. When it's not an F2, it's just misleading at best. You know, like the reason that his, his F2s are good isn't because it's an F2. It's because he used different parents. The banana that you're talking about. 
comes from the parent that he used that was more banana yeah, than the one sure. that he used in the first That's generation. Cool. I'm okay so with that though. Call it 2.0. No, I'm not on names. Okay, yeah, well, no, the version 2.0 was fantastic. Opened it well, up. F, F2, I was just even getting into I'm about that. To the F3s. Serious. Now I'm about to do the F3s. I kept the banana, number four, hmm. the banana, and I crossed it with the open male pollination from the F2s or V2s. And now I get to see how much banana has influenced that particular progeny of seeds. If it's really even considered F1, honestly, it's a polyhybrid. Well, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Either but, way, we're yeah. dealing with genetics that aren't stable. You take any genetic, it's, it doesn't it's matter. Just, we're just having fun. That's all, all good. Yeah, shit. You see what comes out. Yeah. If there's good shit on the other end, keep going that way. And if there's not good shit on that end, then fucking change direction, right? Hey, I oh, out yeah. of these new ones I got going, I don't even think she released them yet. But but I, it's strawberry, banana, Crockett cut crossed into white truffle and it's about maybe two weeks from being white done. truffle yeah with That's the a... strawberry nana well it's only almost done but uh i ran a bunch of this gear for a breeder that is going to be releasing them they're all crossed into the strawberry uh banana but uh I have six varieties going, almost done. And the one that looks really hot is this white truffle one. Smells Who's the crazy. breeder? Modern Epigenics, Brianna. Brianna. Remember Michael yeah, Hingden, got, the guy that got, got murdered? Truffle breath her husband. Going. It's uh, peanut butter breath and Gorilla Glue. That must be the truffle breath, or is that just uh, peanut butter breath and something, right, buddy? Well... There was a guy on a show, uh, maybe Future Cat, that is this clone seller that I guess gets $10,000 a cut or something. I forget the guy's name. But White Truffle was one of his strains at, that at some point he was selling for some ridiculous price. Fresh Coast Seeds. Know. Is that the guy? I think you might have even been in the chat during that hype session where he was justifying why he charges from five to ten thousand dollars a cut and people pay it mm -hmm. for sure but he mentioned, a thousand he mentioned that white truffle was one of his thing and he was explaining that that he makes these people sign this very in-depth contract <laughs> that when he sells it to them that they can't and yeah it seems you know like that some, gets out though Every every clone like that, it's like, oh, here's a contract. You can't sell it out. You can't do anything. It's gone it, immediately as soon as they get possession. Well, in my <laughs> opinion, I like that idea myself. They, well, to me, that clone that you get without that certification ain't shit. Okay, you but know what I mean? you know who's loving this is a this sector of people called lawyers, and the more <laughs> lawyers get involved in cannabis, holy fuck, they fucked everything up. That whether it's liability lawsuits, this lawsuit, the reason they can't have freedoms is mainly over lawsuits and lawyers. So fuck them. Two pound good, good luck cannabis. having a, a federal judge try and prosecute a genetic lawsuit on cannabis right now. Well, even any of this thing gets into anything with law is, well, even if you're right, if the other people have more deeper pockets, you lose, okay? Because yeah, they can out. And if that's the way it goes, and 
that's the system and that is the system. It's just well, like you said, buddy, it's just a scare, scaring tactic for them to control you so that you try not to pass out that clone. But like Jack's saying, there's no genetic material there to that's unique well, enough or stable enough say, to qualify as genetic material that's worth saving, right? It's, I'm it's sure not, it's not a cultivar. Can, <laughs> as a as a botany as name a, calls it. As right? a we have no cultivars. Has, has to carry nothing product stable. liability, right? Because when I even had a fruit stand, I had to have liability insurance, right? If somebody bought something and ate it and died, that kind of insurance. Can you, and that's why so many things have happened in our time, in our society, over these lawsuits with products and shit, right? Because like whatever, there will be somebody that will sue to say, oh, you said it was 32%. I took it to a private lab and said this, lawsuit, lawsuit. So these companies are all gonna have to have product liability. Well, can you imagine what product liability is gonna be on cannabis, right? Let alone if, if you think you're gonna start selling mushrooms, which seems to be the next step of this, like how are you gonna have product liability on something that is a, is a psychedelic? Because product liability is part of the game too, you know, like having yeah, that insurance. Psychedelic, technically, that's what it's classified right. under. You know, so eventually, there's probably already happening that some customer is suing cookies because of some bullshit, the packaging, the label, this that, because that's what people do. That's what lawyers do, and and oh, what do you call that? Like that's one of those contingencies where oh yeah. If I if I get a settlement, then I I get half of it. Type lawyers, you know. What but I mean? the whole thing that you're talking about with clones, buddy. He sells you a clone for 10k or 5k, whatever it is. He would have to have a private investigator tail you for the rest of your life for you to not be able to go home, make a mother plant of that in a small. You room, didn't see this this episode. It. it was like two hours long, it, and it it got pretty gnarly in the chat. But he says that when people have like broken the agreement. He just calls them up. He's all Zen. Like that's the other thing of the thing. As he's getting 10K for a clone, he's trying to be like a spiritual thing. And so part of his thing is, well, people do what they're gonna do. I, I can't control people. But most of my customers, because I select them, that's the other thing. <laughs> hey, all the power to them. Here's the thing. It's pretty self-selecting when it's ten thousand dollars for a fucking clone. I don't hate hustlers, man. Fuck that. All the power to that. Because, like, what did someone say a long time ago? There's like a sucker born every minute. I'm just glad I don't think I'm a sucker. Raise your hand if you paid ten thousand dollars for a clone on this panel, please. Academy, when I was flexing with my hand up. Wait, let me let me swipe over. Red pill, can you turn your camera on for a second, or should you just verify your hand is not being raised? On, bro. It's not raised. My hands are both at my hips. Has anybody paid five thousand dollars for a clone? One thousand dollars for a clone? Five hundred. What's the most anybody's paid for a clone? Twenty dollars. Um, fifteen. Okay, I've never 15. paid except a couple years ago. There's this nursery in this area. Right, and they had a flyer at the at the hydro store, and I forget why I bought, but about five of four different kinds: Ghost OG, this kind. I forget the kind. 
they were all like, I don't know. I was always like, wow, this is the Fino you chose? Like, what the fuck? What is this shit? The ghost? I ran it once or twice. No, they were clean and all that, but they weren't like, I forget all the names, but it was like a waste of my time. Like, yeah. literally. But I thought, how hard it would it be to actually sell, like, like who cares if your menu has 100 things on it? Maybe it only has 15, but they're all bomb because if you sold somebody a bomb clone, they'll come back and buy more, right? You'd think it's that the same thing with pre-rolls. Like even my buddy from the dead, Steve Parrish, he promotes for this indoor grow up in Oakland called Rocky Peaks or some shit. And man, I can't imagine how many of these pre-rolls they fucking give out at all these events, right? They are so nasty, right? It's like the worst taste in pre roll How does that promote your fucking brand? If you gave out a um, hundred good joints, you might end up with a customer. Up here, um, I just smoked some pre-rolls from a buddy who got them from the dispensary. They were $8 a piece. Wedding cake. And Gorilla Glue number four. And guess what? They all tasted like indoor. <laughs> Those, that's eight. That's eight. Well, wait a minute. There's good indoor, so you know. I'm just bad you. I, knew, I knew you're an indoor grower, buddy. That's why I said that. But no, well, they, they, they had the same but... flavor. That's all I'm saying. They had the same flavor. There's well, no distinction at all. Well, then that was just the pre-roll. I mean, that's what I mean. The pre-roll. There yeah. are yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm that have made quality pre-rolls. Like, I don't pay attention to all the L.A., but, oh, there Baby are people breaking, are breaking the, 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 the mold. Oh, but for the most part, pre-rolls has been, like, Garbage. other than if you look at the SKUs, pre-rolls is, is, is one of the top sellers, uh, way ab above flour. But baby jeters are fire. They're Keith coated little like it's like a dog they walking are. short one. They are. I agree. You need they two jars. Of them as fuck. They're perfect. tasty, and you get like a two, jar of like five of them. Two jars would be perfect, but like one jar you. When run when you look at the metric number numbers, which are easily to find, yeah, edibles, things that like you don't think would be the big sellers, but when you really look at that customer base. Yeah, a lot of the, even why pre-rolls are a big sellers, people stopping because they're like on their way to dinner or something. Just people, you know, and a, what are they going to get? A pre-roll, right? It's a lot of everything. I mean, depends on the demographic. Some people like vape pens. Some people like edibles. Some people get a lot of everything. Some people get the same shit every time. Like my wife works at the first legal delivery service in Oceanside. And they are busy as fuck and have their menu is it would blow your mind just looking at how many fucking products they have on there but each little section serves a certain customer base you know yeah. so yeah there's but i would say lot. she says that most of it is is flour and concentrate at this point but there is a good chunk of and that could just be their particular business every single business is different across the entire state like i well, and even the difference of like having something delivered to your home and like that kind of customer and somebody that can pull up on their way somewhere because a lot of the stores, that's what they end up with. Like when you live in LA and you've got this choice, oh, well, let's go to the cookie store. Oh, let's go to this store. They're all like, whichever direction you go, there's a, there's cool stores. Yeah, I always like just shit getting dropped off to my house. Convenience, laziness, that's I guess, maybe. 
My favorite delivery services in Southern California are fucking fire, especially during medical. Fuck, man, that was my favorite. I worked at one in medical days, man. Oh, those are the good old days. They were my favorite. Farmers used to come in with pounds, drop off a bag, my boss, or I would pay them. I'd smell the bag and start writing up a description for the patients, smoke a little bit to sample it, and then start jarring it up. And uh, Shit, Jackie, that's a fucking dream job, dude. It was. It was for two years, and then my boss fired me abruptly as fuck. What? Right, what, what did you do, Jack? Did Nothing. You... You were talking about autos, how good they were. That's what happened. Prop 64 You were talking about autos. Their license was going to end at the end of the year because they didn't get a a permit (laughs) for the legal in 2018. So Mm -hmm. they couldn't uh, continue to run the business as they had been. So it converted into like an essential oils and CBD company. And And, uh, what's going on with your greenhouse adventure? You want to get into that soon? (sighs) You know what happened was this goes into the politics. Market went down? No, no, no. We haven't even gotten a greenhouse built yet. The farm that the individual who's trying to contract me to work there. And at this point, I'd probably just consult. I don't know if I'm going to be doing anything full time, to be perfectly honest. But they had a a situation where the city says you need to have a driveway that can hold the weight of our fire truck. Because if, for example, your greenhouse catches on fire, if you have lighting, you have to be able to come up there and spray water and put the fire out. Makes sense. Okay. So they said it needs to be. I want to say 70,000 pounds rated. Cool. They set up the driveway, repave everything, get a 70,000 or like 80,000 pounds just to be safe. And guess what? In the process of doing that, city doesn't let him know that, guess what? We're getting a new fire truck and it's actually like 95,000 pounds. He's got to redo the whole fucking driveway. And then he's got to, you know, lay the power and it's just a bunch of red tape and this is a person's passion project it's not like his main business so it sounds like it's a, in a rich neighborhood N- not necessarily it's actually no. kind of like agricultural like land ocean agriculture okay Agri- yeah ocean but the price per acre is pretty high just because of san- yeah well san diego at. compared to the world is extreme everything here is extremely expensive if you can afford the land that he's on you're doing very well and I mean, his business outside of cannabis space is very successful. So he can afford to own this farm. He grows other things. He has uh, fruit trees that are, he has a full orchard on the front end of the farm. So it's not like a sunk cost. Like he, he's renovated the home that's on the property and he's prepping all the other stuff. So it's just a work in progress. Slow and steady. Right on, Jack. Right on, dude. I, I think by the time it's set up, to be honest, it might fucking, who knows with federal and, if import export like let's say oregon just gets the ability to export to california that just changes everything <laughs> they grow so much fucking cannabis up there the cost uh the right. way that you'd have to grow and market and um come at things from a business i personally the most fun i have is fucking growing a little bit for myself at home like you get to pick what you grow every time uh you have total control over everything you're not answering to anybody there's no fucking uh you know you're not worried about big dollars and I have total confidence that I'll be able to see this ship through a bunch of my friends and close uh, people on my panel have done this. Like I'm seeing Aaron, the grower is doing it now in Oklahoma. Brandon Russ is doing it now in Oklahoma. And I've got experience doing some greenhouse work here in San Diego, a uh, much smaller scale, but it, uh, I understand the plant well enough. And with the funding we'll be able to have, we can do much more extensive Dude, soil testing. There's plenty of properties with greenhouses and stuff. Just not down there by the coast. You just got to 
You have to be Search permitted, seat. though, buddy. The thing is so fucking wow. right. so much red tape, yeah. and the permit well, is I, on that on that lot in particular. Well, okay, if you go that way, but like I'm saying, that's how it is side, on Oceanside. Not for like me if personally. If it was daytime right now, and I could show you with binoculars, I could show you like six plots that every year these neighbors and these aren't these are just people. They're not very big, but they're enough. Like, okay. that's the thing. Like, oh, if you want to just be yourself, then you have to, like, size it to, like, according to I can a, never a lower afford, level. Ever, ever afford a, a legal THC license in California right now. It's ridiculous. Oh, that's, that's I would what have I to mean. The, the hemp side of things is a lot more. You go through, instead of the Department of Cannabis Control, you're working with uh, California uh, Department of Food and Agriculture. Trust me. It was actually a lot more forgiving, believe it or not, mm-hmm. as strict as the they people are. in New York had the opportunity. Eh, Jack, all the hemp growers got their license first. And hey, I guess for, they're uh, allowing them to grow production. one acre of THC in the middle of like the hemp. So like some people Listen, are getting licenses to go grow the THC in the middle of the hemp for them. Like Damn. a couple years ago, when James Loud came over to my place, he he got invited me, and we went maybe five miles from here. These guys from Colorado that made it big in the hemp business bought 350 acres from a guy that was like in his 90s, but had developed the place for like avocado, citrus and all that. 350 acres. It had a landing strip, had all dozens of 100 foot greenhouses. And they had what you just said, the, the hemp license, right? And had fields. They had a hundred uh, acre plot of hemp that looked just like fucking the greatest bud ever. They had two of those hundred foot things were stacked from the year before crop to the ceiling, hundred feet, because they weren't growing it for CBD anything. It was a seed bulk seed operation, and they had like these few genetics and. They basically said that almost 50% of their sales of bulk seeds of these, these were high CBD varieties, were being bought from uh, international customers, mainly China and Asian countries. But this was a couple of years ago. That whole thing has crashed, the crumbled, meaning the price, the, the demand. Uh, um, but yeah, they had it. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And and they've been there going on two and a half years. And the Department of Agriculture had never come. And oh. I was thinking, well, how do the cops not fucking bust this field of weed and even know the difference? Right? They and can't tell. If there's 0.3 THC or if there's 1%. The cops don't have a sensitive mm-hmm. enough device to detect. I mean, it. I, I yes saw that through through internet, but then when I saw it with my own eyes, I was like, "Fuck! This this looks like a hundred acres of fucking weed, killer weed. The fucking huge plants of buds, smells everything." Yeah, I don't know how you tell the difference, but that's why but there's yeah. a market for the the tri triploid triploidism. The triploid is coming, man. Just for those hemp fields. I forget the numbers, but in bulk they sell it by kilos of seeds. But yeah, they were getting like the value of those seeds were pretty damn high. Some people that buy was it a few years it. ago. 
Well, that was the first healthy. time, like at dead show parking lots, and there'd be people. There would be these. They were actually Hari Krishners that used to try to infringe, but they'd have bowls of hemp seed, uh, kind of like sunflower seed, and they would have these little cups, and they would try to give it to you, and then give you some paperwork or some recruitment shit. But yeah, they used to give away hemp seed. I eat my like in, uh, preemie seeds, anything like uh, my seeds that are like white or like immature. I'll just throw them in my mouth and eat them. I'm like, hey, it's healthy. They taste actually pretty good. In my opinion. Yeah, I buy the shell ones or the shucked ones. They're cut in half from fucking the store from for my yogurt. It's good protein. It's uh, great for you. I mean, there's so much benefit to this plant. Like the like every single little piece down to the root. And I, I don't take advantage of that, but I know that there's people out there that make tinctures and salves from stuff that's only found in the roots. Well, don't they uh, take that root and now uh, boil it in Thailand and make some kind of acid comes out of it and it makes food taste, but um, that's another level better, right? I hadn't so heard now, that. Soon there'll be a root extract. Well, there's a Shango Los has a shaping fire episode called like root ball medicine where he talks about they like grind it up into powders. And I have arthritis, as I mentioned earlier. And whenever I would break up my soil, I noticed when I handled the root balls, my hands didn't have as much pain. So I do think even just touching and interacting with like a thick root ball and breaking down the roots is beneficial for like your skin or your hands, well, whatever it is. I don't know the blood flow. Maybe I, I don't know any practice. details, but I know in Chinese medicine, which predates our medicine by a lot, they sell hemp and all this stuff. I don't know how they use it, which ways they use it, but um, they don't like sell it to smoke or even that kind of cannabis in the in the Chinese medicine herbal stores. But I know that it's one of the 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 products that is part of their array of herbs and medicine that that is all plant based. So if you do got an overabundance in seeds, what do you guys think of doing like a malted seed thing, like instead of barley, but hemp seed or cannabis seed? For like a sprouted yeah. CT? Or just the malted stuff, top dressed? Oh no, I think you meant to make <laughs> Last year I bought gnarly barley from Build a Soil. And it started sprouting. The first day when I opened it, I put a handful on this 65 gallon one the rest of it i ground up but the handful i threw out next thing you know there was all these volunteers <laughs> and then i emailed them and they're like yeah uh there's they're just hemp and uh, i mm -hmm. thought that was funny but yeah and that gnarly barley there's a few hemp seeds in in that okay. and they'll come up as volunteers. But you're supposed to grind that stuff up to use it, right? Yeah, yeah. That's funny that I think that people might seed their crop with fucking hemp crop cover that they don't notice. It goes under there and it like starts to flower because... Well, uh, there was about... 50, I, like, I had to keep plucking the little ones out because that's what I was a fear of. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. If you miss one, it can happen. Very easy. Smallest one can fuck your whole garden up. Little fucking sprout that big with balls and the worst thing would be it would be hemp like so and i think they actually removed that this was like two years ago 
because yeah. yeah, that does. I, yeah, it was a well. It was because it's an array of seeds in there, not right. just barley. Yeah. Now for me, that didn't work at all. And like I say, I've grown in the same area. Well, here for nine years, and yeah, there's squirrels, rabbits, all that out there in the property, and. Yeah, they mind their own business. I mind mine. They never mess with my garden. When I put that stuff, even as a top dress ground up, oh, yep, they they came, they they ate it all. They were still coming back. Now this year, I, like that's what I mean about some things might work really good, but for somebody else, it it, mm -hmm. it doesn't work due to totally like that attracted. And, Eagles, and like, yeah, if I if I Those use different things, they don't they don't come around. Do you know what I mean? I was just gonna ask Stoney what he's smoking on. He looks like um, he's chilling over he's there. Like a cigarette. What a do, Stoney? I already smoked what I had. I bought. I don't. I usually don't roll joints here. I smoke a lot of them when I'm over at band practice. So. I thought that was the actual uh, kit behind you. I was like, oh, he's sitting in front of his drums, like fucking. Well, chilling. it is an actual kit, just a photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the green kit, screen. Yeah. It's badass, man. It looks like uh, you're chilling there. I thought you were like just hanging out, kind of like in your studio, maybe fucking smoking a J. And I looked closer when I was in <laughs> That would be cool. However, we could go to the studio. Yes. I can't believe it's already fucking uh, two oh five. Shit, We've been partying. We we missed the four twenty totally, and just we totally gapped out. Our Back to the moon. <laughs> I was about to say goodbye to everybody, and I was like, should I make it to the next twenty? But I'm like, fucking. Once again, out of my nightly allotment of water, weed, and also wine. So. <laughs> At this point, I'll probably be saying goodbye. And to what you get up, you get up in the morning too. I normally do, but on Saturdays, I actually have a late start, so I don't start until the afternoon. So I can kind of stay up late and have a few drinks and smokes. I typically actually don't drink a lot, but uh, my wife and I traveled, like you said, to San Luis Obispo. Uh, we went to Solvang actually. Um, and we stopped at a little winery up there with the Madonna Inn for our uh, anniversary trip. And we signed up for a winery, a little mailing list, because it gave you like 115 bucks off of your tab or whatever. And then like the first month was like, you know, 115 or 130 bucks. So it kind of offset. We got a few bottles and we've just been drinking through those. But that said, Major, always good to see you. Green fingers, buddy. It was great to talk to you a little bit tonight. I haven't got to yeah. talk to you for a while. And yeah, Eagle. neighbor. So, Cal, we got to actually meet up sometime and fucking smoke down. Uh, Stony, yeah. Red Pill, and SoCal. Mm -hmm. uh, fuck off, SoCal. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Much love, everybody. Peace He's so love. Jack. Catch y'all in the next one. Cheers. Later, Jack. You smoking eagle it was like hash. Cannabis. Sift. Some sift that uh was left in the seed there. It's like kind of took everything off that nice 
layer of trichomes on that plastic yeah. tray. I get hit with the the old hash. This is what I fucking man. I used to use the this bad boy here. It's been through oh so much hash. I used to use this bad boy to clean up my jars. That's how fucking cheap I can be. Just mm. all into a little jar. <laughs> That's what I did when I just jar? fucking no out of Never. control. <laughs> out of control, evil. I just washed up that tray and fucking fact that this bull filled it again. Mm-hmm. Pretty good Big though. Fingers, man. No more excavating, man. I haven't seen you out in the yard digging up rocks and shit during the show. It makes me look like a crazy person. Calm down with that shit. <laughs> what? Dude, I, that was a favorite part for me, man. I was waiting for you to find something. I found this What, you don't like the sardines? Look at that bright fucking thing. There's no light hitting it. There's no light except for the screen that you guys are fucking... Bright that shit is like fucking shiny. It's probably glass. No, it's not glass. It's fucking get a hammer. Let's get a hammer and smash it. Smash it, man. Come on. If it's a diamond, it won't break. It'll break the hammer. Come on, get a hammer. Come on, man. Get a hammer. They're from the ancient ancient world. See, this is what I'm gonna sound like a crazy fucking person. They're from the who cares? It's probably won't break. No, they're from a Let's church. Smash it. it's, all, it's all part Dude. of a cross. Each one of let's them. Let's take a vote. Let's take a vote. Come on. Okay. <laughs> let's let's take a vote, Eagle. Yeah, Survey. Yeah. All the weed nerds probably want them to smash it. One little cross arm that I found out there the other day. This fucking. And then this really sharp one. It's awesome. I'll tell you what, Green Fingers, my take on crazy people these days is I'm starting to think that some of these fucking so-called crazy people actually know what the fucking truth is. <laughs> I just got to say, Green Fingers, the other day I checked Instagram and it popped up on my TV pretty big and it was a close-up of a sardine sandwich you were having. And yeah. When I first looked at it, I, I, could, I didn't read what it said. But it took my brain like more than a second to like recognize that I was looking at a close up of a sardine. Yeah, that was a, a good, good fish. One ten grams of protein for fish. That was actually anchovies. Wait, what was I eating? I think it was a sardine with some Dijon, or I think it's anchovies. I commented it's a little salty for me, but I know some people like that stuff. Yeah, yeah. We use that for bait. You know, if uh, you eat a whole lot of sardines, you can get heavy metal poisoning. And if you get heavy metal poisoning, you might dig around in your yard. <laughs> for what? Desert diamonds. <laughs> when I found this, I got all kinds of... I put it in my mouth like a dumbass. Looking for fossils of sardines left in the desert. They're out there. Way out there. Found this with a piece of cross on top of it. I didn't know what it was. Oh shit, it fell apart in my hand. Let's look at the door handle. Fuck, it's all falling apart now. I'm going to get superpowers now. 
Just can't see, if you could, see if you could stick to the wall right now. Walk. And as long as it's white, where it's white, it's all white from where it's white. Like it's like a radiation or something. So, Cal, how many miles you put on, bud? Uh, I haven't ridden in the last few days. <laughs> back to work, Oregon dude. scared him. What's that? You back to work? Guy from Oregon scared you. Oh, fuel leak in the bike. I got the the fuel lines leaking, so I got to take care of that before I ride it. Good excuse. No, it's always hard to do, eh? Dealing with all those little clamps. I bet you have the proper tools though to get that little oh, clamp man, off the shit, bro. Yeah, but it's it's kind of a fucked up situation. It's leaking from get the in there. Yeah, it's hard to reach it. Yeah, it's not like I can just go replace the fuel line. I got to actually replace the whole fucking. I got to take the gas tank off and all that bullshit to do it. Drain the gas tank. So I didn't feel like doing that this week. You gotta get that uh, seal. This is a seal, and I think it's called like uh, what the fuck, leak proof or some bullshit. It's, it seals everything, man. You just spray this shit on. It shows a guy like making a boat out of a screen door or some bullshit. Throw that on there, bud. Yeah, no. I'm the kidding. Canadian fix, bud. Get her done. It's a fifteen dollar part, man. I'm just gonna buy a new part. <laughs> that cable fixed it, then. What the fuck? I mean, isn't Red. part of what you do what is you cooking, ride Red? so far out in the in the I'm desert cooking. that there's no one that's coming to help you if you break down in yeah. the in the Yeah, you get out there places where you fucking if you break down or you crash or whatever, you're fucked if you're alone. Cause uh nobody knows where you're at and there's no cell service. We need a GPS beacon thingy. So if you do get in that situation, you hit it, it goes to the GPS, hits the satellite, hits somebody, and lets them know that you're fucked. Yep. And then your bank account goes down to fucking negative numbers. Well, <laughs> and just the well, beating, alive, the beating that the bike takes. Life terrain. ain't worth fucking six hundred bucks, buddy. <laughs> My life is worth more than that. So. You're a piece of meat. Come on now. You're, you're, you're 1645 Canadian. So that's, that's like 79 cents American. Priceless, buddy. You're priceless. Priceless, bro. Priceless. Price for everything. If you get picked up by a helicopter and taken to a hospital, you're paying a thousand dollars a minute for that helicopter ride. No, you That's jump out before you get to the hospital. Though, so you're, you're good. You find the nearest <laughs> yeah. swimming pool. You can land in and you fucking just take it. You just fucking fuck it. They're just going to send you a bill. Yeah. Give them the wrong address and you're good, bro. <laughs> those <laughs> days, are, those days are over. Get that wrong idea on you. Keep that wrong idea on you when you get fucked up like that. And be like, yeah, catching my real one under the frock over here. I'll be back in a fucking couple weeks. No, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna fix it tomorrow. So I'll go ride. Hopefully, I'll go find another person from Oregon. Oregonians are scary, bro. 
Oregon. Yeah. They're allowed to do all drugs. Yeah, no shit. They're just allowed to do all drugs and not listen to the cops. Whatever. That's well, it doesn't seem to have created any worse problems than they were having when they couldn't do drugs. Oh, <laughs> meatballs <laughs> up. <laughs> Take your guesses, eating? people. What is red eating? Pizza. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza what? What's red eating? He just cooked no, something not, in the microwave. That's not me. That ain't Who me. Is Popcorn. Popcorn. Uh, <laughs> so cow. That was me. I got the munchies. Horse cock sandwich? No, dude, I'm fucking finishing up the last little bit of this burrito I had earlier. It was, uh, uh, yeah, it was the sardine talk that did it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I had a no, can of sardines today. I ordered a burrito earlier from fucking Uber Eats and it showed up and it was fucking like almost four pounds. That's supposed to be that heavy? <laughs> There's a couple of those burrito places that, yeah, Roberto, I don't know which names, but they, they put the pounds in their burrito. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seems like, that, like it took fucking three tortillas to make this bitch. Cholesterol Express, bro. Gonna clog your arteries? We're good. Maybe. Which one do you get? The carnitas or the... Uh, no, carne asada. Oh, that's good. Carnitas is just like straight heart attack. I love that shit. Yeah, I think that's what's clogging your fuel line. Right? The burrito? I know it's clogging my burrito. No, the fuel line is just a gasket inside the uh, shutoff valve. So it's leaking like it's a two-piece valve. So it's leaking like in the middle of the valve. But it's a $15 part, you know? So I'll just go buy a new one. Well, he could probably, he didn't say that it wasn't working. It was just leaking. So he could probably ride a little ways and just be leaking. Get covered in fuel. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna hit a fucking rock or something and it sparks and <laughs> somebody yeah. throws a cigarette at him. Somebody from Oregon. Like well, like what I was trying to away. say is like the whole purpose of your thing beyond riding is having the bike in tip top shape for that type of riding, which is like constantly wearing tearing on that bike. Oh, yeah. Put that on a trailer yeah. and have somebody drive you around while you're on the back of it, and then you'll get your hours in. You rode that shit. You're like, I rode that shit. No, I'm getting close. I'm getting real close. Technically, it would work. Well, I mean, have you broke down miles away from anybody before? No. Well, that's an accomplishment. That'd be my biggest fear. Tire blowout. No. That's the biggest fear. The ass end starts rocking back. Whoa, you slow down, it gets even worse. 
SoCal, that probably happened to you before, right? Back tire blow up. Black yeah. tire blow. Yeah, I don't run uh, inner tubes anymore, though, in the dirt. So I don't have to worry about that shit. All right. I run, um, I run moose tubes, which are, it's like a pool noodle that replaces your inner tube. I mean, I guess that'd be the best way to describe it. But it's equal to putting like 14 pounds of air in your tire. Which is enough for desert running, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's plenty. That's way, way, almost too much. So I have broken down in the middle of fucking nowhere, though, and been stuck there for what seemed like days. Should have a beacon. <laughs> Should have found you, motherfucker. No, they find me. They knew I was broke down. It just took them forever to get there. I see fucking those red motherfuckers flying above my shit every day going to pick somebody up. Those red motherfuckers. The red helicopters to go pick somebody up and go save their ass. Every day. Maybe three yep. times a day. I'm like, damn, another motherfucker needs to go get rescued. Red helicopters are better than black helicopters. That's what I always say. No, the black ones come right after it. And they fly in the opposite mm-hmm. direction. I'm like, fuck, coming for them. Me and my ten dogs are going down for some shit we didn't do. Fuck. Fuck, man. I thought you had 13 dogs. Cheers, everybody. You're not supposed to tell everybody. Cheers. Trying to, trying to keep it fucking hidden, too. Man, it is so fucking You nice can't keep that right hidden. Now. I can't believe it's going to be fucking... Tomorrow, it's going to be like 34. It's like 60, 62 degrees right now outside. Tomorrow, it's going to be like 34. Then you guys so have wait, like a tornado from night to tomorrow. It's going to go yeah. down in the daytime. Mm. Well, tomorrow night it'll be like oh, six, today. It was like 85, it's like 62 right now. The high tomorrow will be, or today will be right about what it is right now. And then it's going to drop down to about 34. And yes, Major, we did have a tornado just about 20 minutes, 20 25 minutes north of here today. Yeah, fucking ripped the roofs off a bunch of shit, destroyed a bunch of buildings. No, Gaylord. Gaylord? Gaylord. Well, today I heard weather, like in Colorado, there was snow in Denver and other weather and your weather. Here it was just a cloudy, shitty, cold day, but... (laughs) It was windy and nice here. I tell you... I hated the my time in the city the last few days. I did love being around my daughter and the grandson there. But man, I actually did. I, I was like, as soon as I drove through Flint there, I was like, man, I, I fucking I, there's nothing here that I miss at all. At all. But there's one thing I thought was fucking kind of nice, one luxury that uh, you sure don't get here in the fucking sticks. Because you can fucking DoorDash food practically any time of fucking night. <laughs> Anywhere there in Flint. There's somebody there willing to bring you some food at any time of night. I don't know, man. Buying food, I'm always disappointed now. It's just always 
you know, you expect maybe a, a seven out of ten, you know, like, come on, give me something decent. No, you're, no. you're a pretty hard guy to please. Well, here's the thing, like, with most, like, corporate or, fat, you know, food, it's maybe not the worst if it's served hot right there. I, I, because I don't do DoorDash or anything. I can't imagine even the half hour it takes to get you some of that stuff just not like holding up. Like, you know what I mean? Mm hmm. Uh -huh. Hamburger buns, forget about it. French fries, mm -hmm. soggy. Yeah, like see, that's what I like. But in the end, like, yeah, if you get it hot, it's not the end of the world right there even though it's shit food, whatever, it's average food. But yeah, a lot of that, I can't imagine half hour later, the guy's finally at your door. After he's picked at it. Now, now maybe Chinese, <laughs> or, I don't know, the same old ones that were to go food. But now it seems like You know McDonald's. me, green fingers would be picking at your food. We nerds. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Why is there only four Four fingers here, man. It's supposed to be like a 12-pack. I don't know, dude. I just delivered. <laughs> Give him the love face right away. We're like, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> Want a dick bite? <laughs> <laughs> Bring a pizza with one piece missing. It's like, fuck. Should have had a Yeah, but <laughs> like now when I've gone into restaurants, they have like a whole counter, in a, like a whole operation just for that DoorDash or that kind of food thing. It seems... Yeah. It's like a sector now. Yeah, it's a special sector. They get their food faster, hotter, better. So do you think there's somebody out there that just shows up smelling like weed on purpose be like, here's your food. Yeah, I smell good. I have to have a little extra of your interest. I used, I used to smell it when I would help my friends. <laughs> you, know, you always make them open the bag. It was right here. Oh, sorry, that shouldn't be there. But would you like that? <laughs> I got my friend fired from like we got lost because she got so high when I was smoking in her car and she couldn't find the place to deliver and she was like super late and it was in a country club so we were lost in a country club for like 20 minutes fucking awesome yeah I'm sure I'm sure that's a thing I'm sure that's a thing especially in legal states because from what I've experienced from the DoorDash that you can like contact the driver you know, I mean, once the order is placed, you can, you know, contact the driver. I'm sure at some point you can be like, can you just swing by that dispensary on your way? And Well, <laughs> you were making me well, think. I'm job, thinking Thank you. the other way around, <laughs> where around here it's very competitive with the delivery. So one of them could set themselves apart by, like, saying, yeah, you can order the weed and our driver also pick up food from anywhere like just like DoorDash and you can handle it all at once. Yeah. I said my guy bring me a lighter. I was like, you bring me a lighter, I'm all out of papers too. Can you bring me some papers? But yeah. That sounds like an appetizer. You get your appetizer in a meal, your cannabis in a meal. <laughs> Well, I'm I mean, the borderline of like where DoorDash won't deliver, like they won't deliver to the end of my street. So I'm at the point where it's like, if they're going to fucking drive all the way the fuck out here to make a delivery, I'm going to tip the guy with a nice big fat fucking joint. They want up, up here, we have um, dial a bottle. It's just oh. a dude 
and you can just like you said, you can just text them and be like, oh, hey, can you pick me up a pack of cigarettes or uh, a pack of whatever the fuck you want? He'll do it. It'll just cost you money. He'll do whatever you want, basically, pick up anything and bring it to your house. Including alcohol. Including alcohol and beer. Autos. Uh, I remember times in Flint that you could actually there's pizza guy that local pizzeria there you could you could ask him to stop and pick up items even a pop beer whatever he'd be down he'd be down oh you can go on like DoorDash and Uber and all that shit now and you can order from like Seven Eleven yeah that was long before DoorDash long before DoorDash <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to deliver well, pizzas, and you get to know the customers after a while. It's the same people every fucking Friday mm-hmm. or every Thursday. They were getting pizza, and then they would call you or call the store, and when they ordered pizza, say, hey, man, can you have Stoney stop at the 7-Eleven and pick up, you know, a pack of smokes or a lighter just like green kids? I've done that. Brought cigarettes or even a thing of pop. You know, they want like two either. Well, a friend of mine pointed all this out to me and then my response back was like, if I had my groceries delivered to my house and then I'd have nothing else to ever leave for. And like the one or two times I go into town to do that, like I, I, I need to do that or otherwise I'd go insane. I, I don't leave the house. I don't leave right. the house. Dude, I haven't been to a grocery store, like an actual like grocery store in probably two years. I haven't left my house since I moved here. No, I moved, moved left once to go to the store with my mom. Because she's like, well, what do you need? I'm like, oh, fuck, I'll just Green go. Fingers, you went for a ride on the back of SoCal's bike, so you left. Oh, yeah. No, I was on his shoulders, but yeah. He was sitting up front, but he was facing backwards. <laughs> no, you didn't see my bike? He didn't, no, they, don't, they didn't see the bike with the floppy fellow on the front. So you never leave? I don't leave at all. Dude. I go cannabis, bro. Okay, well, we all do that. No, I do a paranoid. I'm a fucking paranoid motherfucker. <laughs> Everybody else is free in the hide. All my blinds are broken. That's SoCal. All my blinds are broken. I peek out the motherfucker every five minutes. I'm like, who's driving over here? Nobody's driving what? what are you peeking out at? The fucking tumbleweed? There's nothing to look at. Pigeons, fucking people shooting at them, people on side by sides, cool lights on the side by sides. They're all different colors. Beautiful. Love light shows. So, Cal, you need to get Green Fingers a bike. He could ride out there, right? Yeah. Dude, I go to his fucking neighborhood to ride. Right. Yeah, that's all I see. Yeah. There's a thousand of those people every weekend. I'm like, what the fuck? Weekend Warriors. What weekend did this? What holiday? Right. What planet am I on? They fly above me and shit. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> like groups of them flying. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, seriously. What? Yeah, they fly a little fucking crap. drones. They got like, no, like they fly like their little fucking their fucking parachutes tied to their fucking back with a yeah. and fucking blower motor on it. Yeah, they're they, flying got e- with- they got ET in a basket and they're flying right. through the air. Seriously, yeah. that's what I think sometimes. They have little dune buggies with fucking parachutes above them and the fans behind them. 
they set up all kinds of crazy shit. People with just the fans behind them, and they run and they fucking take off. They go to the motor. That's dope. Yeah, those things. Yeah, the paramotor. Yeah, they had groups of like thirty of them. They race out here and shit. Why there's a camp Pendleton where the Blackhawk training goes on four or five days a week, where they have a piece of property that's like in the private area where they do practice landings, and they don't really come that close to my house, but they're Blackhawk helicopters flying around. Which, when you get a closer look at one of those, you're like, holy death machine. These things are gnarly. But I don't trip on that. They don't care. You don't go to any air and water shows then, huh, bud? (laughs) No need. You got one in your backyard. Especially with those helicopters. I see that shit all the time, too, where I'm at, buddy. Fucking all the time. And we were talking one night about uh, them... uh, not blowing shit up or going through as many military exercises. Boy, that ceased. That ceased. For the last three weeks, man, they've been lighting our hip body. Whatever they're fucking using. It shakes my fucking house. Literally from at least 20, 30 miles away, I know is, you know, their playing field. Man, even when I went downstate the other day, man, I passed a good caravan of military trucks going north. And back when, uh, about two, three years ago, when I'd go down at least once a week, and I'd, pa- I'd pass that very same caravan every fucking week. And sometimes, man, just un- in unbelievable numbers going north, I'd be like, what in the fuck are they preparing? What's going on most times? But yeah, they've been blowing some shit up around me lately. Makes me wonder, you know, why the, why the silence and now to be back at it. Well, the bottom line is they only have a year to blow up everything they got allocated from last year for they can ask for even more next year. So no matter what goes on, they need to blow the shelves empty. Otherwise, you don't need as much money, right? Like all the, but it's simple like that. Like by the end of the allotment, every year the Congress has to approve whatever. It's all on like how much they need for next year, right? Well, if you saved a bunch from last year, you wouldn't need as much for next year. So So they're going to... I picked this fucking round up. I just put the lighter next to it for size. That's a fucking bullet that I picked up out by Greenfinger's house, like not too far west of him. Last time I went riding. Like a 50 cal? No, because here's a 50 cal case. That's the casing off a 50 cal. So wherever the fuck that thing is, is fucking massive. We got the howitzers, 150 mil bullet. Yeah, this thing, dude, this thing probably weighs a pound also. From the old world, bro. No, it's from the fucking bombing range right out there. Shh, you're supposed to make it sound like you found some cool ass shit, man. Come on. I did. I found fucking bullets and fucking no, missiles like, and all kinds of shit. It a billion dollars and shit, not some fucking $5 throwaway trinket. God damn it. 
Make it sound more expensive. <laughs> Dude, well, I, I think like over here, my somebody told me that there's the range where they shoot the 50 cal. And it always sounds like it's like training. Like, like in my mind, the way I hear it, it's like somebody gets in there and gets and then oh, the next guy, the next guy. But supposedly these bullets that you just hear like tens of thousands of them are like three dollars and fifty cents each is what they they pay for them. But I guess they have to practice. I get it. Yeah, they can't just do that in the simulator. But well, nope. way different. I was number one in the world shooting simulator, shooting champion. Nintendo doesn't count, bro. On my phone. Now, now the problem I have in my lifetime, which is like, as this a kid Vietnam, but every, I'm not so sure. I mean, I'm rah rah rah. I love America, but like, have we won anything? Is it, the military actually had a success, or like, could, has it accomplished anything, or has it just been all Iraqs and Afghanistan, Vietnam? I mean, what the fuck? So the greatest military, all this, boom. But when like rubber meets the road, fuck. What the fuck? It's so big that it can't accomplish nothing. What she said. Nobody? Crickets? Yes. Yeah, Red pill, you're supposed to have an answer. It's 5 30 in the morning. Now. My conversation ideas are tabbed. Right mm. <laughs> I understand. Mm-hmm. I've been coffee time. Oh, shit, I pressed the screen on accident. It scared me. Bed time. I'm Bed fucking time. pressing fucking shit with my knuckles when I'm trying to hit the bong. What the fuck? I'm way too close to the screen. That was nice, quiet for everybody. Uh, uh, Do we pass 420? What time is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 37, Michigan. Time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but that's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what time it is? It's time for a fucking nice big fat bowl. Well, boys, probably should call it. What's a good one, though? Mm. What's that, so, Kyle? I said it's time for a big old fat bowl. (laughs) (laughs) You gonna eat a bowl of cereal or smoke a bowl of weed? Whoa. Oh. What kind of bowl? Well, I'll smoke one bowl with you. So, so I, I was meaning to ask. I, I didn't hear you say. So the the grandchild, everything was great. I saw the picture, but the whole hospital experience, everything was smooth. No, no dramas and in and out. It was not as in and out, you know. It was a uh, yeah. She actually lost quite a bit of blood, which was kind of scary after the point. Uh, I didn't talk about that a little bit before, but 
she actually got pregnant while she had that UD and they didn't want to take it out or mess with it uh, while she was pregnant. And uh, during the process there of birth, man, it was uh, a little scary during the removal and all that. Uh, she definitely... Like I said, three liters of blood, quite a bit. Should be rushed to triage after the fact. And, um, now she's been let out. She got let out today, but little Chase had to stay for another day or two because uh, he's got a little bit of jaundice spread, which uh normal. Yeah, but she was uh, you know terrified about that you know it's hard for a new mom to leave that baby i was wishing i was down state with her today it's tough man being a dad and not you know being there for shit like that but well i'll put my good energy and thoughts toward it i don't pray a lot but i'll put energy toward it appreciate that buddy Appreciate that. But all in all, man, what an experience, man. Very reinvigorating. I am very much looking forward to uh, hanging out, sharing a lot of fun memories with Chase. That's for sure. When he bought him his first drum set. <laughs> he doesn't have to. I'm sending it to him. <laughs> it's on its way. Oh, yeah. At least some sticks are. You know, Eagle, the best thing about being a grandpa is uh, you can go hang out with them all day long. And then when it's time to go home to mom and dad, you can feed them up with fucking pixie sticks and Red Bull and send them on his way. No. Yeah, he's <laughs> makes a lot of noise. And he's battery. So, Cal. So, Cal. You forgot the magic markers, too. Right. The toys that need batteries are the best because the parents can't take the batteries away when they need them. It's like, I'm taking those batteries out. Make sure they're D batteries. I can't find any. Sorry, your toy is never going to be loud again because I can't find those batteries. We got some of these things that was like a bouncy thing, but it had all kinds of shit on it that would light up. Yeah, it was like 18 D batteries, man. And the thing would last for like two hours, and the kid would be freaking out once. Oh my god, man! I spent a million dollars on everybody's duracells. Yeah, you gotta buy the rechargeable. You I buy did, the charger. Those things, dude. She smoked those things out, dude. They recharge it like about ten times, and after that, it gets less and less. You know, like your cell phone. <laughs> those batteries don't last as long. That's yeah. the game. Hate the batteries. Solar powered toys. There you go, These days, things. most of like a lot of shit comes rechargeable. Thank goodness. Just plug it in, recharge that shit. Out of, you know, lithium battery. Uh, you know, I'm becoming a fan about. of solar shit lately for the rechargeability. I wouldn't do my whole house. I can't. Cut down too many trees, but I got some some uh, solar lights for the driveway, like solar fucking rope lights to line the whole fucking driveway. 
right out of the box, dude. Those things have been going for like seven hours with no charge on them. Which one did you get? I don't know, just some pieces of shit on Amazon. Or not the one on fucking TV or the one seen on TV where it's like the, the corner light or whatever. Street no. light. Octi light. Yeah, that street no. light one's badass, dude. That's fucking, they got four different models. They got one with two solar panels that last like four hours, one with like six that lasts six hours, one with eight that lasts eight hours. Fucking hard. Yeah, that's what I use basically. It's yeah, seventeen watt LEDs, what it says it is, and oh, these ones are fucking thousand watts and fucking above, fucking fifteen thousand and fucking higher. It's well, fucking... then you need a lot of solar to power yeah, that. These ones got big old fucking solar thing, like the solar goes across like maybe two feet to three feet on some of them. So yeah, like you would need a lot. Better. Pretty badass. They they work pretty. Well, and you I'm need pretty... to store it too. That's where it's like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, these batteries they're pretty badass. These fucking things you should look them up on YouTube. Like, that's why I looked them up when I was on the homestead because they were the best things for the homestead. Then I moved away before I needed to buy them. Like, yeah, they're badass. Some uh, pretty crazy battery technology out there. Uh, lighthouses, uh, they're powered with nuclear batteries and they got a yeah. two and a half year lifetime. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. What happens after two and a half years? It's no trash. No, yeah, yeah they got to get a new battery. Oh, just the battery. It it, it runs off of half uh, half life, so it's a decaying element. Well, okay. that's even if you had a lithium or whatever they standard. Yeah, it would work really good the, at the first months, and then over years, it, the it would lose its mm-hmm. so two and a half years would probably be when that thing was dying you need to replace it to keep it efficient at yep. that level but what do they call I that planned obsolescent or whatever follow. whether they have technology to do better well it's not economically better for them so why you know even what we were just talking about, where everything is plugged in or USB charged, Energizer Duracell must hate that. That means less battery sales, right? Unless they make the little bags, the little bags that they put inside of everything, the little battery charger, like the batteries, they're just little bags. That's all the batteries are inside of everything. Take them apart and they're just like a little, either one cell or like a, a bag full of lithium. It's pretty crazy. They explode pretty crazy too. Yep. To the Bob on chats talking about him. Batteries is that even a fucking thing? I've never even heard of a battery. Well, it's the graphene. They derive it from graphene. I don't know. I'm thinking though, this uh, this solar could actually be kind of cool for the uh, greenhouse though, for the winter time. Yeah. You guys you know, get a lot of sun, so 
we got a lot of sun, so I could extend my growing season in the winter by, you know, double. Oh, for sure. There's, yeah, may, maybe not with thousand waters, but with things a little no, less water. Yeah, just supplemental, you know. Yeah. No, there's. I've seen DIYs on solar stuff for gardening, running pumps, and basically solar with the well, depending on how much power you need, how much battery backup, it's yeah, it's pretty straightforward and seems it works. Yeah, it doesn't take about it like you know, in the dead of January out here, all you need is like three hours of extra light and you're you're good. Yeah. And 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 what's gotten better is you don't need the hugest amount of solar panel size. Like that's gotten more efficient. It just has to be pointed the right way. That that's the one thing I saw when I was watching YouTube's about that. The direction. Yep. I'll I'll tell you what, that's pretty cool renewable energy. Uh, well, it's not a good thing that we have the source that it's derived from, but the way the world works, we'll never have a shortage of it. Uh, it's biodiesel, but it's biodiesel made from plastic trash. And it's literally just, it's distillation. I can't help myself, you know, distillation. But anyways, you take crink, crinkable or, you know, uh, like a clear plastic that you can crinkle. All that once you burn it and distill it, uh, gets refined down to uh, biodiesel or basically the same thing it was synthesized from to begin with. And there's no shortage of plastic trash. And you almost get a 100% return on it, like uh, uh, two kilos uh, or uh, basically, uh, I think it's yeah, eight pounds, something about that eight pound it's basically a gallon you get almost 100 percent return because a gallon of fuel weighs about seven pounds so as long as you got trash you got fuel and that fuel you know powers generators that's well as long as you got humans technology. you got trash right it's not new it's fancy lasting. technology but the source for the, the energy is endless basically plastic contains oil and it gets rid of trash too and you'll run out of energy right it's it's to basically what what i would call the closest thing to, to real yeah. uh continuous energy or perpetual energy because in all those inputs there's always a net negative you're always losing more energy than you're getting out of the machine but with this like I said as long as we got plastic trash we always can reconvert it or you know turn it right back into the petroleum that we created it from in the first place some so, people might think that's a bad idea but it, i think it's a closed loop because the trees take in the carbon trees get turned into oil Oil gets turned into trash. Trash gets burnt. Fumes from the trash being burnt turns back into oil. So it's 
Well, it's finally time in, in, in the world that these type of things have to take place. Otherwise, there's too much trash. <laughs> oh, and it's one of those things, though, that you don't really see done because they can't make money off of it. Obviously, you can't yeah, profit on the so. number one thing I was going to say. Yeah. There's no money in it. So. <laughs> Well, you said you were going to make diesel, biodiesel. Well, that would make 1% less diesel they would sell. They're not into giving up even a tenth of 1%. They want more sold. Right. It's the fact that you can do it at home and the trash is free. The trash is free and you're converting it into something that's not free. A commodity, basically. Okay. Yeah, they wait, yeah, palm tree in Saudi Arabia. Red Pill, have you ever heard of the Pacific Garbage Island? Yeah, that's not real. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Earth is flat. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If the money was there to do that, all the tree huggers would be out there fucking collecting that island to do it. Yeah, but it's not out there. Yeah, it doesn't exist. A lot of flat earth. Yeah. And you know, last week they, you know, the richest company in the world is now Saudi Arabia, Amico or whatever. They passed Apple, they passed everybody, you know, sort of because of the price, but that makes them very powerful. I think there's been many ideas and innovation that, that, would have done a lot but ultimately you're facing oil and they're not giving up an inch remember some guy invented a car that could run on water and somehow he disappeared or you know yeah, there's stories yeah. in the past where there's people that were inventors that somehow like had weird endings to their life and stuff yeah, they got might. Yeah, there were more guys with the hydrogen cars. Lake Mead has been found with more bodies than ever in the last two weeks. Well, guys, it is fucking time to wrap it up. I got to, I definitely got to follow out. I got a well, little birthday today as well. It's like it's Posted or pinned up there. It is Lexi's birthday. So hopefully we hang out and do something fun with her today. Can't believe what? can't believe I've got kids that old. My kids are 27, 23, and 18. Lexi turned 23 today. So yeah. Can't believe well, they're all adults. That's like a huge success. Yeah. Definitely. On to the next oh, generation. Very proud of all of them, too. The last, the last of all the kids in the family to have kids. I was the last one out of everybody to be grandpa. I was slightly proud of that. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm uh, going to be more sharp because we, I don't know, I'm buttering out of control or out of fuel as we talk uh, no pun intended but uh
Yeah. Oh, God. I'm not good with farewells. Goodbye, everybody. I love you. We'll see you soon, Red Pill. <laughs> Cheers, Red Pill. Later, Red Pill. He's talking this. And I'll follow Red Pill. It was great conversation tonight. We covered about 50 topics. Good to see you, buddy. Hell yeah, it was definitely a good night. Thank you, buddy, for yeah. popping in, brother. And have a great weekend, everyone. Cheers. Right on. Well, Eagle, Stony, Green Fingers, fuck off, guys. Have a great fucking day. You too, brother. Uh, okay. Um, Eagle, real quick, you know, just thinking about this, I was like, I got a box of like baby stuff I bought years ago when I had the little ones unused, like door latches for the kitchen and shit like that. For whatever reason, I never used them because my kids just never, my kids aren't those kids, man. They don't give a shit. Like, they're not going to go through the cabinets. They just never did. I don't know why. So I never used them. I have like a toilet seat lock so, you know, you can't get that without I think a refrigerator lock. Uh, so if you want to give me an address, man, yeah, it's like probably about well, I don't know. I just like kind of eleven years ago. I spent two hundred bucks on this shit. I didn't really use any of it. Closet, like folding, you know, the folding door closets. If you got those, it's got like this thing that slides on top and locks them so they can't open. You go up top and you just slide right it down. over. It's pretty cool shit though. But yeah, um, hit I'm me sure up in my she'd DM. appreciate it. Yeah. I finally oh, yeah. got found a use for it, man. I was like, it's been sitting out in the garage, and I saw I just cleaned the garage the other day, and I'm like, what am I gonna do with this shit? I don't want to sell it. I'd rather just give it to somebody that needs. Because when you have a kid, man, any little thing will help, you know. Because it gets fucking expensive quick. Especially with that first one, you always said that, that first first kid, you know what I mean? Everything fucking paranoid. You're paranoid of everything. That's that Pampers commercial, box. I think it is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it fits it perfect, you know what I mean? Every fucking one. Is a, everything's got to be, oh, nice, nice. Second, third one. And I one, know it's, you know, the, it's way off before you're going to need really any of this shit. The kid's not going to be mobile, but still, it'd be nice for them to have it. I think at it you mean try some of it out that's awesome brother i greatly greatly appreciate it man man. oh yeah with that peace out love you guys take care chat have a great day love you too brother have a great day that's awesome man yeah good dude safety first man all that safety shit helps your mind relax when you're a new parent just like fuck. Another thing you don't gotta worry about. You worry about everything. Everything Every when you're new parent. Everything. I know. I got ten of them, thirteen of them. Like my dogs are like one baby. I feel like I'm like man. If I could raise this many dogs, I could raise a child. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> love you guys. Go plant some seeds. Eagle, love you. Thanks for having us on. Too well. Yeah. Uh-huh. My pleasure, guys. My pleasure. With that being said, it does wrap up this episode. Unfortunately, no shout-outs. We are fucking way past shout-out time. 
But hopefully you guys understand that and enjoyed the overtime. Uh, hopefully you guys know the deal. If this is the end of your day, your journey, it should be. It's fucking 6 o'clock in the morning, Michigan time. If this is the beginning of your day, your journey, please take time for a little bit of self-love, a little bit of meditation. Then I'll go out there and have an amazingly prosperous day along the lines of that awesome day. Please take time to do something nice for somebody. Random acts of kindness do save lives. So easy to do. A heartfelt, how are you today? A bud, conversation, a phone call, anything. Doesn't even have to be monetary. As long as it comes from the heart and it's genuinely passed, it'll go a long, long way. With that being said, please join me at night at 11.30 Eastern Standard Time, 8.30 Pacific. With my guest will be Bruce City Sin will be here tonight. Please check us out at 